Hey everyone, welcome to West New York Brews. My name is Scott. I'm a homebrewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. And on this episode, we talk to Will Cleveland from the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle. Hey everyone, once again, this is West New York Brews. We are a member of the Hopped Up Network, which is a podcast network of independent regional beer podcasts. You can find them at hoppedupnetwork.com. This episode is without me. I wasn't able to make this recording. So you will be joined by Brian, Jesse, Mark, and Scott from the Buffalo Beer League, as well as Will Cleveland from the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, a beer writer who knows the Rochester beer scene about as well as anybody possibly can. And they talk Rochester beer. Rochester just outside of uh, Buffalo, about an hour away from Buffalo, still very much part of Western New York. And the Rochester brewing scene is is growing up very quickly with some real heavyweights uh, in local brewing. So let's get right into the talk. And I'll let you know before I press play on this that it gets a little off the rails and I left it as long as, as possible while still cutting some parts out. And I left the language in. So once again, this this one will come with an explicit tag. If you're listening with small children, uh, you might want to wait until you have an opportunity to listen without them. So here is the talk with the Buffalo Beer League and Will Cleveland. Mafia. Oh, all right. I'm the only one who's going Rochester themed here. Because well, of- I have some Eli Fish crawlers, even though I've been told that's not that's Batavia, right? Well, I've been I've been drinking. I'm sorry to say, I've been drinking local for a couple oh, months. Rochester. Now. Well, that that's a well. What are you drinking? I have Mortalis Prometheus. Okay, nice. he's just really flexing on us here. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It was a four person, four bottle per person limit. My buddy was in line. He's like, oh, oh yeah. it was four. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't get the barrel aged one. No, I'm not like. Like being, um, I have Rising Storm from Livonia. Their cherry plum right about it, right above it rather. Sour India Pale Ale with cherry and plum. Okay, so and then my backup beverage is a White Oak Borderland from Forty Two North. Yes, yeah. sir. All right, there we go. Thank you. So I went with the uh, the large crowler of uh, Big Ditches Anniversary of the Breakfast uh, Blend. Nice. How was it? Pretty fantastic for only five percent alcohol. The body oh. on it. Is incredible. Yeah, do you know if they just took like one of their? Is it is it like a? I don't know. Oh, one of their orders, and then they just like threw some shit in it. Like you know what? I'm not sure exactly. A totally new beer. I don't know. Meeting ID and password. Yes. Matt may have told us when we did the interview with them. I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't write anything down. Uh, during, yeah, we, we get breaking news, and then we get too drunk, and then we forget the next day. That's the thick of here. So yeah. Fortunately, this is all recorded. I was like, wait. No. So Matt told us about those anniversary beers. Yeah. You gotta like put bookmarks in or well, something. Yeah, you know? so so they just crazy. like flip to the relevant news and information. You know? <laughs> so listening does babble again for an hour. <laughs> Jesse, do you consider Rochester local beer? Well, I mean, not like I can, uh, uh, it's not like a 20 minute drive. No, but it was you know, just really like, I'm thinking, kind of a, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, not local, but it's also not local. How's that for an answer? <laughs> well, it's a good, not answer. That's a good, not answer. Exactly. Yeah. 
Oh, here he is, finally. We got him. I am here. I think there's a pretty, I mean, a pretty uh, clear division between, you know, like Buffalo breweries and Rochester breweries. They, they are. Jesse, that's on I mean, the We're all Western New York. It. We've all got that. So, you know, so no one's going to ask me what I'm drinking, so I'll just tell you. Oh. Uh, hey, Mark, what are you drinking? Mark, Thanks. what are you drinking? Uh, this Italian Pilsner from Fifth Frame. Oh, nice. Dolo. We, we Googled what an Italian Pilsner is. It's like, it's like more hop forward yeah. than malt forward. It's a, it's a made up style. Yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah I agree. I, I, I believe that. Yeah. So, Will, what, uh, how, how are things? Not bad. Today is the last official day of my furlough, so I'll get to go back to work again next week. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, should, should we start this off and, like, introduce who we're uh, seeing as how we don't have our uh, oh, oh, ringmaster? Oh, we're going to start with a sour. Golden yeah. Eli Fish Crowers. Do you want to start with a sour? Brian, start Brian's with off in the corner Brian's talking. Yeah. Um, a double IPA from the Diamond West Shore. Wait until he's done. Uh, probably start with the sour. Oh. Yeah. So, do we normally? So this is Will Cleveland. He's here uh, on our. Hey, Will. Pando's gonna listen. I don't believe that I've met you in person, at least before. I don't think we have. Oh, really? I've met all of you other clowns, but I don't think I've met Jesse. No, I've I've uh, I've never slept on Mark's couch, so we wouldn't have met there. We have Will's only had the guest bed. Yeah, (laughs) come on. Yeah, Yeah. But, uh, but I've heard you so don't much know, about you. You don't know who Will, you don't know who Will is. Is he a beer writer <laughs> and uh, <laughs> reporter out in Rochester? Indeed. Yeah. Look at that. So, hello, this person. Is, this I don't this know. is the coolest guy you'll ever see. <laughs> I'll tell you that, pal. Yeah. Okay. It looks. Uh, it's, uh, this, I wrote this is already on. going off the rails. This is already going off. Well, we, we did say this was going to be an, an right. informal uh, number one guy right here. Informal, number uh, one guy. Podcast here. Oh boy! This is number one guy. Got, got a lot of work to do tomorrow. So, Will, uh, like, yeah. can you? I don't, I don't actually don't. I'm I'm like not even doing one of these like pretend questions. I actually don't know this. How did you get? In, like, I know like journalism background, but like. How did you get involved in like writing about beer? Like, what was your sort of introduction? We have, we have someone who has. Um, so I've I've been at the Democrat and Chronicle, the newspaper roster, for it'll be twelve years in August. Um, first five or six years I was there, I worked in the sports department. Really, I didn't know that. And you know, minor leagues and stuff like that. Um, so then, about this would have been probably about April twenty thirteen. Um, no, sorry, April 2014. Um, I had an editor who was like, well, you know, our beer columnists are leaving. Um, they asked these the guys who were doing it previously to, to focus more on local stuff, and they said no for some reason, but eh, whatever. And so I got, a, I got a tryout. So she's like, you know, if you write me three beer columns and, and if we like what you're doing, um, we'll happily give you that, that, that part-time gig. Um, so she liked what I, what I put together, and it's kind of – the last, uh, it'll be, it'll be six years, uh, actually in a few, or next week. Hmm. Yeah, next week will be the six-year anniversary of my first beer piece for oh, Deeds, nice. June 1st, 2014. Huh. So, yeah, so I've, and I, so I've been doing beer and uh, also uh, crime. I cover all of the cops and courts and public yeah, safety. 
Yeah, I was, it was funny. Well, I was talking to a couple of friends of mine yesterday who I you know we do the, the sort of podcast. I was like, oh, I got my, this guy coming on who does, who's a, you know, he's a crime writer, not crime writer, <laughs> like reporter. Yeah. Um, I said, he's, he's the only person you'll have a beer with who might look at his phone and say like, ah, shit, that was a double homicide. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Might have to put that beer down and go to a crime scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope those, uh, I hope your stories don't intersect too often. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, they maybe three times in the last five years. So yeah, it's, it's been good. Wow. Yeah. What was the Rochester beer scene like in 2014? Very young. Like, I, I mean, say, to the extent that there was one. Yeah. I mean, so up until about like 2010, 2011, um, Rochester only had three breweries. We only had um, custom brew crafters or CBs down there in Honey Falls, you know, about a half hour south of Rochester. Um, we had Rohrbach, uh, the original craft brewery in Rochester that started in 91. And uh, 2008, they opened their Rochester location down by the public market. And yep. then we had Jeffy. Uh, so it, it started about 2010, 2011. We, we had what I called like the second wave of craft beer in Rochester. Yeah. Where um, the Genesee Brew House opened in 2012. You had Three Heads started doing all their contract work with CBs before they moved into their own location about four or five years ago. Um, you had Rock Brewing that started um, near downtown, and then you had Naked Dove that started um, in Canandaigua. And that was, um, you know, two former Jenny employees, um, the, the former brewmaster, and then the former uh, head of sales started their own brewery down in Canandaigua. So up until you know, 2010, 2011, 2012, we didn't really have much. Um, yeah. Fairport started in 2012 too. That was the first farm brewery in this area. And it just really, really exploded since then. Um, we're up to 25 breweries or so in Monroe County and there's 10 or 12 just in the city of Rochester alone. Um, that's not even counting the Finger Lakes where, you know, there's, you know, 75, 90, I don't even know how many breweries off the top of my head there are. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That trajectory sounds familiar. Like, right. Exactly. How many in 2014? Uh, CBW, Flying Bison, like I mean, yeah. Big Pearl Street, Open, Buffalo Brew Pub, Pearl Street, 15 Pearl Street. Yes, Surgeons opened in 2014, I think. Yes, right. Summer 2014. Yeah, yeah it's. I mean, yeah. I, de I definitely don't have an answer for this question myself, but what was it about that time frame? when all of a sudden breweries just started popping up everywhere. I think a lot of it had to do with just Rochester and Buffalo really were kind of catching up to a lot of national trends. I mean, you saw, you saw a, a ton of growth in, in similarly sized cities. You know, I mean, obviously look at, you know, beer meccas like, you know, Portland, Oregon or, or Denver, Colorado or San Diego, you know, and there's literally breweries that are within blocks of each other. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that was kind of working its way back towards this area. Um, How I mean, long was that the norm in those places before it like kind of got here? Good question. But I mean, I'm not quite sure to tell you the truth, but I think what really also happened here was there was a lot of legislative changes that happened that yeah, really made, made, made it a lot like, easier like, for open a brewery. Um, you know, they the, made it easier for like growers and like distributors. Yeah. 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 The craft oh, really? in 2014 that allowed breweries to sell pints in their own tape in their own tasting room. So that that I think really led to a lot of growth. I mean, it, it seemed like the the beer nerds were always kind of here, and then it was just like the suppliers were finally starting to catch up to the to the thirst that already existed. Yeah, in this yeah I remember going to you know like the first few big beer festivals I went to in Buffalo. Like people turned out pretty well, and it was there'd be like you know the two local breweries there, so there was definitely like a hunger for 
don't know, new and interesting stuff, but like. No, I mean, the, the Flower City Brewers Fest that Rohrbach puts on has been going on since 1996 or seven. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's always, always kind of, like you said, been that, that thirst. Yeah. This beer is really tasty. Is that the uh... Rising Storm down in Livonia? Yeah, yeah. Have you guys been there? Yes. Jesse, yeah. We, yeah, you were with us, right, Jess? Yeah, I was with you. Yeah, I really yeah. liked it. I was very impressed. And releases, right? But yeah. I picked four pack of their cherry plum right above it, which is a sour IPA that's really hitting the spot right now. Yeah. Yeah, they were just like I own the only reason I went there the one time was because they opened like an hour before Mortalis did, and right. I was just, I had some time to kill, like, and I was blown away. Like, I was, yeah, I mean, it's literally one. One one exit away on on three ninety from from Mortalis, yeah, like seven or eight minutes. I mean, he couldn't even be any closer. That, that's a pretty good business plan. Open up one hour before Mortalis, and then like everybody <laughs> going to Mortalis is like, well, yeah, I got to yeah. do something. But they do a they do really cool job down there too because they have um, a little bit of a wider portfolio than Mortalis. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Tend to be a bit more oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I feel like they had a, a good selection there. Yeah, we can tell Will that Scott can edit out anything like if we slander a brewery or a. I'm usually pretty good about being pretty PC. Yeah, uh, we are at eight twenty two. Oh, yeah, give, give it about another hour. And yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna go say. I'm gonna say fuck and then insert a particular beer or brewery or person. So. <laughs> but so what? Like that was one of my questions I had. Will like, what? What do you like? You know the perspective of you like being so much closer than relatively so much closer like the sort of mortalis boom i don't even know what to call it like i mean it's it's i i, I think it's just insane like the social media following i wrote about that in the beginning of march kind of like a few weeks before all this uncertainty and coronavirus stuff really um you know forced everyone inside um just kind of looking at what what's going on with mortalis because they're i mean at that point they were little less than 18 months in and they had, you know, 14 or 15,000 Instagram followers, another seven or eight or 10,000 on, on, uh, on Facebook and then however many thousand they have on Twitter. So what, what, what's interesting about that place is those guys have always been making those style of beers. Like I, they used to, one of the, one of the three brewers or had one of the three kind of lead partners there, um, Paul Grenier mm -hmm. um, lives right around the, right around the corner from where I live up, up, up by the lake in Rochester He's very he would literally like he would message me and say, "Hey, we have a six pack of, of six different beers, you know, that we that we just finished off." And, um, and th that's how they kind of built a huge following in roster. Was these? I remember, yeah, I remember doing that. I remember like seeing that on on, on like on Facebook, yeah. like them going around. Yeah, and I'm like, where were, is this? like six packs of their beers? Yeah, um, and then they just make the kind of like line culture line worthy beers that people are really interested in you know i mean yeah. you see with all of this all this uncertainty that's still going on you still see you know 70 80 cars on any given day lined up at mortalis for whatever they're going to release so i mean it's a lot of it is just the the hype boy styles that they're making that a lot of people love and then they're i think they're truthfully doing them a lot better than a lot of places oh yeah, um, you know, yeah. with their hyper fruited sours and then you know their big big huge pastry stouts and um you know their hazy ipas and those are kind of like the uh the three, the three-headed whatever of of of, of <laughs> high culture right now in craft beer, right? Or that would be those three styles. Yeah. Well, I think that's what pe brings people in. I mean, I, I can't think of many other places that are that are doing those kinds of styles. Uh, I would say my 
maybe froth comes the closest but other than that like it, it i don't know whether it's just because of the ingredient cost or what it is but most most other breweries aren't even trying to attempt to replicate that yeah it's yeah it's it's interesting right to to look at that model and to think about the breweries that you know there's some breweries that have kind of like kind of dip their toes in, into some of those styles. Like Fifth Frame makes some of those same types of beers, or um, you know, I mean, you see like like Thin Man or the, like a Mecca Boodle or you know, or, or something like that. Like there's breweries that are kind of like dipping their toes in those styles, but none none of those breweries have have devoted their entire business model to that. Yeah, that pursuit, which is which is fascinating to me. But I mean, there's also questions to to consider. Like you know, will will these you know what? What happens if these styles aren't popular in two years? They're like, what's the what's the long term viability of these styles? I mean, you know, you you see they, like some of these things really emerge. You know, maybe in like Richmond, Virginia, with like the answer or some of those places. Um, and you know, they were you know three, four, two or three, whatever years ahead of what we're seeing here. So who knows? But it's yeah. But those guys are are smart enough that they'll be able to pivot. And I mean, yeah. they're just they're actually just good dudes and really good brewers. So yeah. I don't think there's any question that. Um, they're going to be around for a while. What are the chances that they pivot to uh, they pivot to uh, clear loggers and pilsners? <laughs> they did a pilsner um, a month a month ago or thereabouts. Um, just as kind of a just as kind of a almost like an inside joke, just to say, hey, look, <laughs> we, we can we, we actually have the skill. And it was like a five percent like crisp, really nice pilsner. My only like my only I didn't have much head retention, so you know when you try to slow oh, pour yeah. it. Just, it just kind of had dissipated almost immediately. Uh, I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more like um, like classic noble bitterness in the beer, but other than that, I mean, it was a damn good first lager. So um, they definitely they definitely have the uh, the the technical know how and, and, and skill to do something like that. So well, I was uh, kind of hoping when they did the when they teamed up and did the um, the beer geeks festival. Oh, yeah. I was really hoping that they would show up or like something, yeah. super crispy pilsner and just screw yeah. with. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> running over there to get like some ridiculous pastry stout and they get like a like a rice lager or something. <laughs> like, even, the cream <laughs> even the cream meals they've done have been like a nine percent, you know Damn. You know, something something with some fruit fruit or you know, or some yeah. sort of addition. So <laughs> when they do like something like that, um, you know, it's like we'll we'll take a scotch ale but we'll put I don't I don't even remember what we did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, so <laughs> something ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Beck and I were talking about this earlier today, um, and I, Scott and you, Brian, Jesse, we talked about this thing before. But like, do you guys remember like what the beer was that sort of kind of got was like your interest, like kind of gateway beer into craft oh, yeah. brewing or local beer? Mm. Like, it's a great question. It is everyone. I wrote a column of maybe two years ago, three years ago, um, where there was a really cool series that Good Beer Hunting did that they called it Mount Crushmore, um, where they just asked someone to like list their their four like beers that would be up on Mount Rushmore, or, like those four kind of like founding fathers, if you, if if you will. Oh, that's like oh, that's of fun. like their of their craft beer existence, you know. That so I I remember like I did Bell with Jutsu, I did um, Allagash White. I did Smutty Nose, Robust Porter, and I think I did Jenny Light. Um, but my, my, my first craft beers were really, like, out in Montana, which is where I, where I went to undergrad. Um, we lived across the street from a really cool brewery out there called Kettle House. 
And I had um, their cold smoked Scotch Ale was like kind of the first beer that I had when I was 18, believe it or not. Um, that like really like opened my eyes to just like, whoa, what the hell is this type, type of reaction? Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah, what do you guys like? Because you guys are like a couple years younger than I am. So like, that, I think that for me, too, like, for me, I'd say it was uh, Killian's Red because that's the, the the first time I I deviated from like uh, you know like the Pilsners and and uh, and Canadian and and uh, you know kind of college beers that we yeah, used yeah, to drink the light stuff the, yeah. and and deviated in something that was more malty and yeah, had yeah. more body and. Uh, it was just different. Uh, so I think that was it for me. I mean, I wouldn't call that. I mean, it's, it's a big national brand, but, yeah, but like, that's where I started. Yeah. And it was everywhere for a while and it was pretty cheap. Like, yeah, we used to drop a ton of it. Yeah. See, for me, like the, the first beer that I, I thought was kind of in that vein before I really, you know, got into the scene would have been Michelob Amberbach, if anyone remembers. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, the the first real craft beer that really got me hooked when I was living down, I lived in Richmond for seven years, was uh, Legend Brewing, their Brown Ale, which is just yes. absolutely fantastic beer and just like a classic style. And that kind of really got me into it. And then I kind of got into it while I was living down there. And then, of course, I leave and the, the brewing scene, you know. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's the same same way with me. Like I did, I went to grad school at the University of Maine, and when I was there from 2007 to 2009, there was I'm sorry, 2005 to 2007. I can't even remember how old I am now. Um, there was there was nothing nothing in, in eastern eastern Maine where I where I went to school, and all, all all of a sudden you see these amazing little breweries pop up in these tiny towns where I where I went to grad school, and it's like, why am I not 10 years younger? I mean, that's <laughs> that's probably a question a lot of people ask you. I came back down to visit, you know, family and friends in Richmond and my buddy's like, you got to try this new place that just opened up. And he brought me to the Vale <laughs> like two months after it opened up. And I'm like, holy shit, this place is making like just ridiculous stuff. And then we finished up there and he's like, we got to go somewhere else. And he brought me down to the answer. <laughs> just like, I'm like, just blew me away because the answer is like it's a weird strip mall in the back you know <laughs> like some 1960s strip mall <laughs> well yeah it's funny we joke about like because i you know i have some former students who i know who are like super into craft beer so those, these guys are like in their you know like mid-20s like they don't know a world where you couldn't just get amazing beer everywhere so it's like I don't I don't want to be like the old guy on the porch who like you know saw the bands before they did, but it's like yo, you guys definitely struggled. Like yeah. come back to 1997. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wrote down my Mount Rushmore really quickly. I have yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Let's hear it. Southern Tier IPA. Okay. Honey Brown. I drank about oh, oh yes, yes, sir. I drank ten thousand yeah, gallons yes, of Honey sir. Brown in the late nineties. Nothing wrong with that. Ellicottville, Brown Ale, Saranac Pale Ale, and uh, Rusty Chain. Does anyone else notice that Mark's Mount Rushmore has five entries? Yeah, yeah. There's. Yeah, there's oh, I led with that. I said, yeah. I had. Yeah, I couldn't decide which one. Uh, I'm. I'm branching out. So. He made his yeah. own Mount Rushmore. Yeah. The, the rules don't apply to, to Mark Joe. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Everything. Everything's good. Here. I'm going back to Rochester beers. Uh, 
Nice. Big bitch isn't in Rochester, Mark. Yeah, that's not. No, I'm going back to Rochester. I got that. <laughs> you mean after this? Yeah. Man, I missed that release yesterday. Looks like some good beers. <laughs> yeah, I think it will, man. I don't. Are how are the Rochester breweries sort of responding to the, the what's going on? Like we we've you know we've talked to Matt from Big Ditch and Ethan from CBW, like Rudy, uh, the man. Like how quickly everyone sort of like just had a plan, right? Like, are we going to do to-go beers? Are we do this? Delivery? I and- remember to, to Andy Cook from Swiftwater, um, and he was like, you know, it, it took me it, it, it took me two years to build my – to write and build my business plan, um, you know, from to, to get everything sorted out before, before we even opened. And within, you know, within 48 hours, I had to completely pivot. So the fact that you had all of these people that were able to – shift their business model so quickly, you know, like it's, it's all takeout. Now we're going to ship across the state. We're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to do deliveries to your front door. Um, it's, it's wild how much, how much things have flipped, but it's also crazy because like I, I was talking to um, the family that owns uh, Knucklehead Brewery at Webster, um, suburb of Rochester makes really good beer. Um, they don't package anything. Everything they do is draft. Oh. So it's really interesting for them because they've never done a can release. They've never, you know, They've they've only done two bottles, but it was this really weird barrel aged um, collab they did with a distillery here. Uh, it was like a fortified Scotch ale aged in um, Applejack barrels. But anyways, um, yeah, really cool stuff. But so they they had to figure out like what are we gonna do to you know stay afloat because they're in the process of buying the building where they've been they've been open since twenty fourteen. And so they're, they're trying to figure out like, you know, how are we going to approach this? And they're, they're actually selling more volume of beer right now than they've ever sold, but they're making, you know, way less margins because they're not, you know, being able to charge six or seven dollars. for yeah. a pint. Yeah. Or they're selling a growler to go for, you know, 14 or 15 bucks. So obviously there's, you know, they're selling it four pints at a time instead of one pint at a time, you know, and for basically only double the price from what they were able to charge for a pint. Yeah. Um, so like the it's the Doomer family that owns the that that spot, and they were saying you know like we're making more beer, but we're not making as much money. Yeah. So what they've done is they've decided okay we're going to be open seven days a week now, um, you know for three three to four hours every day, and uh, thankfully it's mainly just a family family run establishment. But so there's been a lot of similar stories to that where breweries are either they've either like cut back on production way big time. Like I've talked to places where like, you know, they're, they're brewing only at 50% of the capacity they were brewing at before um, the coronavirus, or they're still brewing as much as they are, but they're just going through and, um, you know, doing it, um, you know, at, at a different, at a different volume because they're not having the same margins. So it's, it's all, it's all kind of like a, like a holding pattern. Like a, what can we do to stay afloat at this point? It's not, I don't think anyone's really trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to make gigantic bucks on any of this? Because it's going to be, right. yeah, it's about bread and water. Um, so it's just, it's just a question of, you know, how long can we stay in this, in this pattern until either we have to go under or we have to, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary to me to think about what we might lose because, you know, not, not only just the, the human cost, because it's obviously, you know, been, been catastrophic and, and devastating to see the amount of people who have lost their lives and the amount of, you know, economic impact and things like that. But then you think about just the entire entirety of um, businesses that, that yeah. won't open again after all this. So yeah. So, so Will, that leads me, I, I, I've thought about that a lot, you know, because a lot of our friends here, obviously brewers, they own breweries. Do you think, 
if you had to make an educated guess, do you think that you'll see breweries in, in the Rochester area close when things okay, begin? I mean, I don't think there's any question we're going to have breweries close. Yeah. And, and that makes me sad. Um, I, I couldn't tell you like what percentage mean, because I mean, what happens if we get to phase four, you know, in the next, you know, six weeks and these breweries are able to open at, you know, 50% capacity or 25% capacity, you know, by July 4th or, I mean, so, you know, like what I, I can't tell you like with an educated guess what I think might happen, but I don't think there's any way that we don't see some closures. I mean, just because, you know, you're, you're seeing closures in every single industry, right? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, look at, look at the, the service industry, the, the restaurant industry, just how devastating it's been. You know, when you think about breweries that are combining a lot of those, those things with kitchens or brew pubs or whatever. So I don't think there's any way we don't see closures and that's, it's sad, you know, cause you see it these is, yeah. people sad. work their asses off to, to put oh, yeah. themselves in a position to, to chase a dream. I mean, it's sad. I mean, it's sad to see, uh, you know, it would be sad to see uh, some things that we already have closed, but there's also been some opportunity losses, you know, in the fact that, you know, I think, you know, some places that maybe had plans to expand or, or do other things probably aren't going to be doing that so, um, going forward. So we don't, we don't know. We don't know what we're losing. So on a, on a, on a better note, I guess, uh, what, what brewery should we be looking for Ooh. in the future? What, what, who, who do you see up and coming that we might not know about? Ooh, I have most underrated in Rochester, Rochester or yeah, in Rochester. Uh, I, I would, there's a few places that pop into my, pop into my head that don't get nearly enough love in, in the Rochester area. Um, like Noble Shepherd down in Bristol, which is oh, actually yeah. the closest yeah. brewery, other half. Um, Tony Morangello, who's the owner brewer there, um, quietly makes like some of the best IPAs and, and fruited beers and just, I mean, the whole across the whole range of style. I mean, he's only on a three barrel system. So that's why. Have you guys been there? Yes. yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. They've got yeah. a very eclectic uh, building. Yeah, killer yes. place. They've got a the, uh, building and they got a pottery place. thing next With door. The and their beers the are killer. Drop. And then it's actually got a giraffe and a wizard hat that's coming out of the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then if you look really closely at the draft, the draft also has bullet holes in it. Uh, <laughs> I guess some drunk, some drunk yokel, um, one night decided he was going to pump bullets into the, well, in it wasn't me. Draft. Wow. I'm just um, saying. Yeah. I, I figured, um, so I think <laughs> maybe, maybe it really wasn't. No, um, I'm saying it wasn't me. Believe it. Thanks Shaggy. Um, <laughs> but, um, I think Noel Shepard doesn't get nearly enough love. Um, no. I think Brindle House and Spencerport um, on Rochester's West Side um, yeah. does a an, another kind of brewery in the same vein as as Noble Shepherd, um, a little bit bigger system, but does a just a really wide range of styles really really well. Traditional stuff really really well. Great Pilsner, great Schwartz beer, great great Schwartz beer. Um, I love that. I love that place. Um, what place I always kick myself for not getting to more. Um, I think Eli Fish has is, is, is gotten exponentially better since, since Adam Burnett took over the brewery. I completely agree. We're drinking yeah. some Eli Fish right now. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's quietly crushing it. Um, and then I think, like, I don't think – I think um, Rising Storm is kind of in the, in the um, battle of Mortalis, but I think they um, do a, a wider variety of styles, and I think they do a really, really good job. Um, I think Fifth Frame doesn't get nearly enough love to the city. I mean, they're – there's a lot of cool places that um, it's, it's amazing to me, like how the quality of Rasha beer has risen um, yeah. just, just in the last two or three years. Yeah. You know, Best the fact frames getting a lot of love from Mark. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, they are. Tech is obsessed. Yeah. I mean, I, I think their stuff is, I, I think it's pretty, it's, 
incredible. They do everything. I think they do everything really, really well. They do. Yeah. And the have, place is great. Like, uh, I love that. They have a great look. The, the can artwork is, uh, is brilliant. The cans oh, are brother. off. Yeah. I think but, everything about it is, yeah. And being yeah. right in the city is cool, too. I mean, yeah. you know, other half in Mortalis are great, but, like, you know, it's not. It's like us going to 42 North from the city or something. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I just went there today. Nice. You live out in the middle of nowhere. I do not. I live in Cheek the <laughs> I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's all. Jesse, what's the closest brewery to your house? Uh, I would probably say. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Rusty Nickel in West Seneca oh, okay. would be the closest okay. to my house. Okay. Brian, what's the closest brewery to your house? Uh, Hamburg Brewing, by okay. far. All right, I've heard of it. Actually, uh, Steelbound Springville location they just opened recently is pretty close too. Okay, you do. Like uh, yeah, Hamburg, I would say, is closer than yeah. Than, you know, and it's about five minutes from my house. So, but, uh, oh, I forgot to mention the the brewery that no one ever talks about, Roster Iron Tug. Oh, uh, uh, also a very small small establishment on Roster's west side, Roster Road. Um, almost in Greece. Um, they uh, they do a fantastic beer. They just fantastic, fantastic stuff. Been open four years now, three, four years. Um, wow, really? Yeah, uh, 2016. Yeah, would have been July or August of 2016, I think. So almost four years. Um, but one of one of Rochester's smallest breweries and uh, just does a really good job. They just picked up their new cans yesterday and was really happy. They did a key lime pie sour that was had like just great graham cracker crust character in the beer. And then it's a really nice hazy IPA. So. Um, yeah. I think they get enough love. If only we had someone in Buffalo who did some writing about beer who could keep us informed about this shit. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Josh. Scott Scanlon does a great job for the news. <laughs> wow. So, oh, I'm, I'm getting tweeted about I'm getting tweeted oh, yeah. about what's going on. Yeah, yeah sorry, so, Will. I tend to do that. That's fine. Well, like, from, like, because we're we're kind of in it too deep almost like what is what's the rochester view of buffalo's beer scene oh uh, yeah i had that on my list of questions the question um i think that's a great question because i mean i think a lot of people know and respect and and appreciate the the you know the Shatzel empire um you know so i think like you know, a, a lot of Rochester beer geeks, you know, had a lot of experience with, with Blue Monk and uh, R.I.P. Blue Monk. And, um, yeah, seriously. Lots like that. I mean, honestly, one of the best beer bars I've ever been to in my life. But um, missed that place. But um, so I think they understand what, what's what's going on there. But I think, like, more Buffalo beer has been coming into the Rochester market, too. So, like, you've seen Resurgence and, and Thin Man and, and, and Big Ditch um, and, and, even, and even CBW have been really um, – and, I mean, Carl Colby, his stuff uh, from, from Pressure Drops and making it into Rochester more and more. So, I think yeah. the awesome. Rochester – Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think the Rochester opinion and, like, the, the knowledge about Buffalo beer is, has grown a ton just because you see all these places that have moved into, like, these palatial second locations with, you know, 30 barrel systems or 15 barrel systems or whatever. Um, so, I think, you know, I mean, then look at what's going to – if Thin Man – or, I'm sorry, Big Ditch – um, you know, opens their multi, multi, multi-million dollar spot there in, in Chihuahua, Williamsville, whatever area that is. That's at the yeah. right um, on the border. Yeah. They announced three days before everything shut down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it was awkward. So I think yeah. I think I think Rochester's people appreciate Buffalo beer. Um, they see it as a as a good 
um, you know, it's a good weekend day trip location. Um, it's a good overnight location. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, I, I hear a lot of people, you know, when they go to Bills or Sabres games, they'll ask me, like, what's the spot that's closest to the arena or, or you know, where has the, the best brew pub food or, you know, things like that. So, I mean, I think, you know, you see a lot of people travel from Rochester to Buffalo. Um, so, I think it's, it's, it's been some, you know, some good reciprocity. What are uh, what are some of your favorite Buffalo breweries and beers? If you if if you have something off the top of your head, I, though if if I had if I had the whale fresh in my fridge every day, ooh, I'd be really really it happy. It is a blessing. It is a blessing yeah. to have right here. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean I, I I would drink brown ale every day and be really happy. I think that beer is a spectacular um, standard bearer of the whatever whatever category you want to put it in for brown ales, but. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I love that beer. Um, if I could drink Carl's uh, hazy beers, or not, sorry, mm. Carl's, you know, non-hazy beers, rather. Non-hazy, yeah. If I could drink Sticky Trees or, or um, you know, if I could drink Brian's uh, Smash Tag or, or something cool. like that. I think, you know, there's there's some great stuff coming out of Buffalo. Um, I love Bliss. Uh, Burning Money's great. Uh, Filthy Flow, I wish, would, would come out again. I love that beer. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the weird-fruited stuff that Jesse's doing over at Froth. Um, I think he does the liquid lollipops really well. I think what makes those beers really cool is they actually still almost still taste like beer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like maybe there's a tiny bit of malt character in there. Um, so I really like, like those beers quite a bit. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of Buffalo stuff that I really appreciate. And like, um, yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't get to visit enough, but uh, I, I know at the at Casa, Casa, uh, you know, Casa Decker. There, there's a there's a spare bedroom. So <laughs> when when everything goes back to normal, yeah, right. right. So I guess the opposite side of that question would be, you know, assuming that our stuff? audience here is that, oh. <laughs> you know, we're, if anyone's listening to this, it's Buffalo people. How do <laughs> Buffalo people, uh, other than you know, just driving out and doing like a brewcation in Rochester, like we have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how do Buffalo people, uh, you know, kind of expand their palates into Rochester beer? Well, look at the look at the amount of Buffalo people that are driving here now um, to go to other half and to go to Mortalis. Yeah, um, there, I mean, there are a I half got, dozen. There are yeah. half dozen Buffalo right. people driving the other half. Right. I got iced by Bobby Lee this week. Nice, because, <laughs> because he he was he was picking up beer at Fifth Frame. So I mean, there's you know there's kind of like that that mule train headed back from Rochester to Buffalo, which is cool yeah. to see. Um, but Rochester for a long, long time, and I think Buffalo might have been in the same vein, you know, because you saw kind of, you know, what what what, what Tim was doing at, at um, do, doing there at um, Flying Bison, you know, the kind of traditional, the, the multi, the German, and that's kind of been always the Rochester tradition of beers. Um, you know, it's it's brewers that came from that that CB's Rohrbach Genesee school of brewing. You saw a ton of brewers, especially from CB's, that was kind of like an incubator for brewers um, and other and other beer people. And um, so we we were for the longest time. Those were the kind of like the standard bears, you know. Like you see, like the the Rohrbach Scotch Ale is, is really like the the Rochester classic, you know, along with the along with the Genesee Cream Ale. Um, so it's Rochester's kind of evolved from that, which is interesting. And you know, you have brewers that aren't coming from that from those those establishments now, and you know, from home brewing backgrounds or whatever. Um, so Rochester's become a much more varied scene now, which is cool. I think we, we're still kind of lacking that that um, that place that focuses on like lagers or focuses on like um, wild fermentation or barrel aging. Um, there's a there's a spot right now that's under construction um, that might 
be focused on some of those. So that'll be cool mm. to see um, an upcoming place. It's called Strange Bird. It's uh, from the same owners of the Owl House, which is a really cool vegetarian restaurant in Rochester. And they also own uh, Playhouse slash Swillburger there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, they're also in the process of opening um, a pizza place called Pizza Wizard that's going to like have a, um, a somewhat of a focus on like Detroit style pizzas too. So maybe it compete with like Jay's Artisan Pizza. But um, yeah, careful. <laughs> uh, now, now we're getting to a touchy subject here, pizza. So Rochester has been known for the longest time for just the scotch ale, you know. But there's there's a lot more variety now, which is which is fun. Yeah. And we, we 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 here are huge fans of Jenny Cream Ale. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it is it is really cool to see. How, yes, it's it's oh. very cool to see how they've embraced. Not not only you know like they kind of cross that aisle into the craft beer scene too. Yeah, I mean, Jenny Brewhouse is a lot of fun. When that place opens, because Genesee is is laid out in this this like hulking like 16, 17 acre campus, but the way it's laid out is it's like it's in the bones of a much older brewery, so it makes no sense how this brewery is laid out whatsoever. Like you'll have to like go under stuff or like walk through like a like a a cave tunnel, like it's it like the the Genesee Brewery is like like walking into Wonka's Chocolate Factory because it makes no sense how anything is laid out, but, yeah. it, but it makes sense in the footprint of that building, you know, of, of that campus. Um, yeah. When the Genesee Brewhouse opened, that really kind of served as like the public face for the brewery, and it kind of I think led to almost like a renaissance of Jenny and Rochester mm-hmm. because you know people could go to the brewhouse and you know sit on the deck there and view High Falls. And, um, try a lot of Dean Jones's really amazing um, craft beers, you know, from his twenty barrel pilot brewery there. So that yeah. was one of the one of the best things Tennessee ever did was open that place because it allows um, people to really interact with the brand um, that that they weren't able to do before. And then you know you see kind of Labatt kind of trying to steal that model with the, with the Labatt Brewhouse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of get that feeling. Yeah, but it was just kind of it was really cool to to go there and to see that because. It's like you don't expect that really out of such a big brewery to kind of go back and and kind of then, you know when anyone who's visiting roster for the first time tells me ask me where they should start their roster beer tour that's always the answer yeah. you know you have to you have to start with the you know with the the big brother the grandfather whatever you want to yeah, call yeah. it here, yeah. um at, at genesee and you know just enjoy that view of high falls for a second have a yeah, beer that you know, have a cream out from the source and then yeah. you know a cream ale or twelve horse or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When we when we were up a couple of years ago and we drank our way through Rochester, that was our bucket list brewery was going to Jenny, and we did drink beer on the roof and watch watch the falls, and that was very very memorable. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Dude, we were talking about this earlier about Buffalo beers sort of like expanding their profile. Big Ditch just announced today that they're expanding to like Ithaca and the Finger Lakes. Oh, that Elmira and, the, and those areas, yeah. but I mean that also makes sense too because just because they have, they might not be able to sell as much beer right now. So I mean, why not try to get into a few different right. markets? Yeah, if they can sell that way. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean it, it makes sense. Yeah. The packet is very good. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. That peach sour IPA sounded very good too. And deep, I don't think Deep Cut gets enough love either. No, deep, I completely agree with that. Well, when they, Deep Cut did, when it was first, like, Deep Cut was one of the first Buffalo beers I drank where I was like, holy shit, I can't believe 
my town is producing a beer like this. Right. And now it's just, unfortunately, it gets kind of lost in the, right. in the a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, I, don't, I don't know if anybody else is cracking in their crawler, but their quad IPA from the anniversary is absolutely fantastic. I, heard I have mine in the fridge. Am I out? I unmuted myself. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, cool. Brian's not. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, boys. You're traveling through time. Yeah. <laughs> Will, what oh. about. Um, I can't believe we've gotten this far without talking about other half, which is the record. <laughs> for, like, what about their sort of, I mean, RIP Nedlo. Maybe we'll say that. Um, I did enjoy Nedlo. Nedlo was, Nedlo like the love it deserved. Um, uh, but Nedlo also, anytime I would go to Nedlo, I would have very strange. Like they, like, they were like, almost like they were almost mad that you were there to drink beer. Like, it was just such a strange, such a I, strange. Like, I still miss that place. Yeah, like it. It's just it. It was. I always had very experiences there, but I really liked like Bill Ballweber, who was the brewer there, um, made some really cool. Like, here's my gin barrel aged saison, or here's my seriously you know, my Cabernet barrel aged saison. Like, just he made really really good beer. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that was a that was an interesting. Yeah, I, have a, I have a couple bottles of theirs still in the basement that we. Wow. Yeah. I don't That's know. I have no idea what they are. It was just like whatever. Yeah, that, that, that's it. I was only there once, maybe three years ago or so. October. Oh, yeah, when they closed. When the announcement that other half was coming into the area was like, it was pretty. Because I, mean, I, I had to sit on that news for months. That was like the most difficult I've ever had. Like, oh, really? Because I mean, there were Buffalo. I had I had some people I know from Buffalo who were driving down to Brooklyn right. every two weeks to get other half. I mean, right. Um, no, so other half like got really excited about the Rochester beer scene because they were obviously they were doing all those mobile can releases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they did them in first in Syracuse, they did them at Thin Man, um, and then they did two of them at Tap Mallet in, in the South Wedge neighborhood Rochester. And they did them on a, the first one was on a snowy March, snowy, snowy March Saturday, and they had like I think they I think the line maxed out at four hundred people. Like it was crazy. Wow. And then like two weeks like. Three weeks later, they did another one, and the reaction was was equally crazy. Like they bought, they brought more beer up here this time, and Whatever. still sold out of it. So I think the initial like other half plan was to what they were going to do was they were going to call it a branch office, where they were just going to have like a spot and roster where it would be like a mobile like a can depository almost like a huge walk-in cooler and then a tap room. So they weren't actually planning to open a brewery here, and then um, I kind of sort of almost. Kind of what I did. I introduced them to the Nedlow property, and um, mm. they the plans shifted really quick because they yeah. bought a multi-million dollar facility for six hundred and sixty-five thousand oh. dollars, and it was like, okay, there's no way we can't open a brewery here now, um, with with just with how how they had, you know, just incredible luck to 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 find this property uh, with you know a beautiful piece of property with eight acres and just yeah. Um, really kind of and it, it just become like a roster destination which is just crazy um, to, to think about like almost you know a, a year multi-regional of, destination right yeah but we have we have other half in roster like how crazy is that to say yeah how do you think that the opening of do you think that the opening of other half how, how do you how has that affected the the rochester beer scene in general I think I think there's been a few different um, 
a few different areas where you could look at the impact. Um, one of them would be the fact that other half is right away, like making just some of the best hazy IPAs you can get in this area. Yeah. And, you know, so all these other, all these kind of, I don't know if you want to call them pretenders or whatever, but all these other places in, in Rochester who are, who are not doing that on the same level need to level up really fast, you know, because they have to compete now. Um, you know, I mean, why would I spend, you know, my, my dollars at, at, at a place X when their hazy IPAs suck and I go down the other half and, you know, walk in on any given day and there's probably gonna be three or four canned options I can take. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is too, which has been weird from other half, um, you've seen the traffic they've driven here, but you've also seen the fact that, you know, people, they've kind of, they were the first in this area that was, that was charging 18, 22, $22, $20, $22 a four pack. Yep. And I think craft breweries have kind of recognized in this area that they can get away with charging those prices, especially if the quality is good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like how, how brazen they are in their pricing, right? Um, yeah. and, and the fact that they kind of um, opened some eyes like, oh, wow, someone's going to spend, you know, $22 on a, on a four pack of my 10% triple IPA. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then you, it opened the, opened the door for you know, more palaces able to charge $25 for a four pack of their fruited hydro or, you know, I mean, like this, this 500 milliliter bottle right here, uh, 16 bucks. And I have no problem paying that because it's absolutely delicious. Yeah. We, we talked a lot recently about sort of those price points of like the first time, whatever, Thin Man released a four pack with 16 bucks and then Froth comes in one with eight at 18 or it hits 21 or something. Like, right. I mean, there, there is obviously like those are going to be more sort of like I don't know, kind of fringe beers, but there certainly like is a consumer who's just like a retro beer. There's no way right. to pay. No, I mean that's that's the that's the Jenny Cremo consumer, or that's you know the the person who's going to spend you know ten or eleven bucks for a six pack of of three heads of the kind or or Haber or whatever. Yeah. You know that's why those beers. You know I mean that's why you see like every Warbach four pack is like you know twelve dollars or less. You know, yeah. because they, they understand their market. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the people that are paying 20 plus dollars for a four pack are still such a small segment of the beer. Oh, yeah. 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 It, feels like, it feels like there's many more of us than there actually are just because we talk to each other all the time. Right. Exactly. Because we're the loudest yeah. ones on the internet. Right? Yeah. There's a reason yeah. why it's the same 60 people every time I go out to a brewery. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's the same stupid inside jokes or, you know, that kind of crap. Right. I'm going to the bathroom and getting another beer. Thanks for sharing. Well, I yeah, well, I'm going to leave, and you're going to wonder. I, I, I want to make sure. I want to make sure Scott leaves that in. <laughs> Don't cut that out of the podcast. Oh man, that uh, that big ditch beer is good, but it's it's pretty it's pretty sweet to drink 32 ounces of. Yeah, that's the problem with a lot of those beers. Yeah. But the uh, that quad IPA was pretty fantastic. That's amazing. That's hilarious too. Yeah, it went down entirely too easily for uh, 14.3%. Matt, Matt and Corey were going to make a beer like that. I would have told you you were full of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's just the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, it's 14%. It's yeah. like, what the fuck? I mean, that's yeah. just so hilariously awesome. I, yeah. I don't remember. Is that now the record? Did they just make it? So, uh, to get over the record is that was well, that like, the goal? I, like um, Stoneyard in Brockport in Rochester area, um, uh, for the for the longest time they had a joke that they were going to do an eighteen percent, like almost like a one twenty, but oh. and they they actually had they had uh, 
federal approval to call the beer a shit show. <laughs> so they, they never did it. But the yeah. fact that you, you know, you would have had an 18%. Is that a, is that a quintuple IPA? At that how point? do you, how do you get approval, federal approval to use that kind of name to begin they with? They told me they had approval for it. I never looked into it. I never like looked at the TTB approvals, but yeah. question, but I mean, is that a quintuple IPA at that point? Yeah, I don't even know. Is that like even a thing? Like, I don't. I don't even quad IPAs. Dogfish just called one twenty an imperial IPA. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, a quad IPA is a real thing. No, but I mean, up until like up until I had my first all green everything from other half, I'd never heard of what a triple IPA was. Right? I mean, you saw like, um, what was what was the uh, the green label that uh, Sierra Nevada had? Uh, shit. Yeah. It was great, but it was like a ten half percent beer too, and that they they just called that a imperial IPA. Yeah. Uh, so I can't remember. Well, whatever. Um, what do we have? We had uh, Rudy on last week from Thin Man, and he. Uh, uh, if you get a chance to get the Adam beer that they just made, we no. Uh, I need to. Uh, I know Becca. Uh, Becca, I was talking to Becca earlier, and she's working back in roster again this coming week or next week. So I'm like, gonna have to place a little buffalo order, and um, that's how I do a lot of my it's buffalo. Stuff. from the living room. Yes, What's yes. That? it's it's something <laughs> you're gonna want to try. Okay, cool. It, it sounds actually- I mean, what was the? Didn't CPW back in the day do an Adam beer? Was that Pantomime Horse? Yes, Pantomime Horse. Yes. Yeah. Which we heard. Good. Wait, did someone say that beer is like? Drink it now because it's like not good anymore. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I thought we heard. All, I just moved all my beer from my parents' house back to my house now that I've lived in for two years with my wife, and I have a bottle of, of the CBW fifth anniversary Flanders Red. Oh yeah, I've got one of those too. Yeah, I just I just drank mine when we did our interview with Ethan. Uh, yeah. Nice. The last one I opened gushed all over the place. Hmm. Speaking of other half, this is this was in the back of the fridge. Oh wow, that's that's uh, that's going back. That, yeah. that, that, came up, that was one of their sixth anniversary rebrews. I remember so, really liking this the first time around. That would have been early. I think that came out in February, January 29th. It was there you go. Yeah. How is it now? Yeah, yeah. TBD Imperial Honey Strawberry Spelt Cream India Pale Ale. Oh wow, is it at all? Minimum seven words in most of these descriptions. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was a lot of sweet beer. Still damn good. Yeah, I need something that's not so. uh, Yeah, like I said, it was very good, but a lot lot for one person. Jesse, what are you drinking? I actually don't know right now. Brian Portage. Uh, (laughs) We got a. Oh, it's Lisa likes Nelson. Oh, nice. I'm sad I missed that one. I sure are brewing. Josh is doing a really good job. Lisa likes Nelson. That's a Simpsons (laughs) reference, right? Yes. I'm like like 25% kidding. I'm just not a big Simpsons person. (laughs) Only 25% though, so... And we just we'll go with a little double wombat. Oh, I haven't, I haven't gotten any of that yet. Now brewed with twice the wombat. Yeah, with extra wombat. That looks freaking awesome. Yeah, if it this label, I didn't think this label could get creepier, 
Right. It got creepier. <laughs> <laughs> like, Twice as many eyes. Yes, it got way creepier. Did you see that thing? I think Phil posted on Facebook today where you there's like a wombat rescue place. Yes. Yeah. Where you like we should probably like just Buffalo beer scene should probably just like sponsor a couple of wombats. Right. <laughs> like a dollar from every can goes to wombat yeah, rescue. Yeah, we're just like we'll just buy a couple of wombats. Like, and well, it's them. like um, what was the uh, on last week tonight with with John Oliver? Didn't he do the uh, the koala the koala BD board? Was, yeah. named after, was named after Russell Crowe. Yeah, it's the same idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark. If you if I'd get I'd get some of this if you can find it. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah I just haven't like. Mark, if you get some, I want one. Okay, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to like every week. I say like, all right, this is the week. Oh, I don't need to buy any more beer. And then I'm like, oh shit, like you're. Oh, I told myself I was done spending money on beer. And then today I went and just bought a bunch of stuff from Swiftwater because I'm like, I want some other pills in my fridge. And then I drank yeah. it. I was like, I made the right decision. Yeah, I bought, I, I bought some crispy boys yesterday to have, and then I drank them all yesterday. Now I have no crispy. <laughs> Yeah, when I, I load up on a Friday, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be good for a while. And then we drink too much on a Friday, and it's like, oh, crap. Yep. Well, Remember yeah, that hot tub drinking last night, all the crispy yeah. boys gone. So, like, it's, you know, we, we think about, like, what the most popular styles are now. A lot of those beers don't lend themselves very well to, like, hot weather. So it's interesting, like, a place that does a good Pilsner or a Kolsch or something, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not I'm – not, Drinking Imperial Stouts in July. I'm not really like. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I'm not drinking, you know, triple IPAs or these like, like I just can't do it. It's like so a place that has a Pilsner or something. I think, I don't know. Like that's what I'm looking for. And oh, it's 88, deg- 88 degrees. Like are these some of these beer geeks are they like are they really fucking cracking barrel aged stouts in August? <laughs> Just oh, like yeah. two in the afternoon, like I, somebody, I, somebody I think there's a reason Genesee does as well as they do, and it's it's <laughs> because they're making those ruby red cultures and those strawberry, yeah, <laughs> strawberry right. cream ales. Yeah, just, just <laughs> give me those all day from like now until Labor Day. Like, yeah. I don't <laughs> I've chugged enough of those cultures to. I've chugged so many of them that I'm like, when I, I like get near a can now, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm on strawberry lemonade. I like the strawberry lemonade better. Yeah, that goes down a little bit smoother when you chug it. Yeah, I go through these. Yeah, though. That's not gonna, it's not a year-round beer anymore. Strawberry lemonade's not? Yeah. Oh. They're, breaking uh, news. There it is. Yeah. Uh, Where's the breaking news? That came out a few weeks ago, but or maybe a month or two ago, but there, there's some other, other cream ales that are coming back that are going to be like, they're going to do cream ale seasonals. I think there's a mosaic draft one. They're going to scale up. Uh, I love that mosaic cream ale. I love that mosaic cream ale. There's some, there are some other ones mixed in there, I believe. I, I missed that. Uh, you remember when they did the cream ale mix pack? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was really cool. I love I love that orange honey cream ale. Yeah. The, uh, the imperial one was a little much, but I still drank it. I mean, it their imperial is only 7%, so... Yeah, but it just it, it, when I drink the cream ale, I want something that's a little bit lighter, a little more crunchy. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. 
Will, you want to talk a little bit about um, Finger Lakes places? I, w- I wanted to talk a little pantomime mixture at some point. Sure, let's do it. Like, as someone who's been going to the Finger Lakes pretty regularly, just do wine stuff with, you know, even back in college. Like, yeah. To see, you know, for a while there were like a couple of breweries there, and now it's well, like. Like Wagner Valley, and that was. Yeah, much it. or you can, I mean, now you can just do like a whole three day weekend of just breweries. And oh, yeah, it's amazing. Seneca, Kiyuka, like just bop around a little bit, like um, I mean, obviously like such nice tourist areas. Can but... For one second, can you can you say Kiyuka again? Oh, Kiyuka, I know. <laughs> How do you say it? Kiyuka. Kiyuka. K Q A. Kiyuka. Kiyuka. I say Kiyuka. Kiyuka. I always think I'm saying Kiyuka. Yeah, I'm. Kiyuka. Kiyuka. Kiyuka Lake. It's like cucumber without the burr. There you go. Oh my god! Yeah, so I think the the Finger Lakes growth has really kind of um, followed in, in in the in the shadows of of the wineries a lot because you look you look at like a lot of these a lot of these places um, that that popped up in the Finger Lakes you know like Two Goats or um, or um, Wagner Valley or, or some of these places and then you saw these other places that started out as like contract brewing operations. I mean, I know uh, Custom Brew Peppers did a ton of production for like you know they they contract brewed for Warhorse. <laughs> Yeah. at the Three Brothers Wineries campus uh, before they opened their multi-million dollar spot. And so the, the growth that, is really... That place is, that place is kind of unbelievable. Yeah. When I wrote about them, when they right after they opened their... their it's a $4 million brewery. And right after they opened it, I wrote about it. And I, I was I just left thinking, thinking like, this place is like Disney World, right? So I, yeah. call, I, I called it Epcot Center. I call it Epcot Center for Craft Beverages and we'll leave my article. Um, yeah, it was so, pretty insane. But a lot of these small little places have really popped up, you know, in in the Finger Lakes, which has been really cool. Um, you know, like some of my um, Stu Ben down there and and um, very good Hammondsport area makes yep. some of the best lagers probably in New York State. Um, but Chad, who Chad Zimar is the owner brewer there, um, really focuses on like terroir driven beers. So he's really, um, you know, like here's the hops I got from 60 miles away, or here's the base malt that came from. Yeah, yeah. From from Penyan or 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 wherever, so that's been really cool to see. Like, kind of seeing like the breweries are kind of mimicking the wineries in some sense, and you know, making you know, like here's the grape that came from this hill that that was on our property that you know that resulted in this wine, and, and yeah. the the beers kind of follow that. Um, but I mean, there's some just fantastic places on Seneca Lake. Um, you know, there's some cool little spots up in Geneva. Um, Twisted Rail has their multi-million dollar spot that opened. Um, in Geneva, and then um, the Furbush Dairy Barn, um, the northern part of Seneca County. Oh, yeah, Actually, yeah, yeah. In Geneva what's Malian, the little, called what's the little place right in the town of Geneva? Lake, Lake Drum. Lake Drum, yep. Yeah, uh, cool spot. Yeah. Uh, have you got guys, Ottawa, Scott, Jesse Bryan, have you guys done the Finger Lakes, sort of like Seneca Lake Brewery? Oh, stuff? yeah. I've yeah, been to the Geneva stuff, stuff, yeah. yeah. Have you we been went to, to uh, we went to Lucky Hair, we went to oh. Panama Pictures, we went to War Horse Wagner, um, we went to Other Half, we went to uh, Young Lion, we went to Twisted Rail. Oh, have, you Canada, been, have you been Canada, to Two Goats? Canada was going to have like eight breweries by the end of this year. It's nuts. Uh, if you uh, haven't been to Two Goats, you haven't really done it. No, no, we we didn't make it to two goats. Two goats. Beck and I, we now have like a Finger Lake, a Seneca Lake tradition. We were supposed to go like two weeks ago. Um, Sunday night after everything closes, we go to the two goats. They have live music. 
and like all the all the brewers and winemakers all go there on Sunday nights. Like, well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, we we didn't quite go down that far. That, that like, we made it to I think the farthest down we went was Panama Mixtures, and then we turned around and came back. Yeah. There, I was. I wanted to talk about them only because I, I did put a bottle of theirs in the fridge. I'm waiting for Becca to finish her beer to have some. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, they, they make some great stuff. That was a really tremendous cool. idea of, like, here, like I like their, you know, I would like Jesse is the guy we know a little bit. Um, yeah, Jesse like, and Matt. Let's Could just do. do. Let's just do something that no one else in the area is Exactly. Like, um, the, so they're the, the First place in the Finger Lakes, besides um, Christopher Bates, who was um, behind like FLX Wiener. Yeah, FLX Table. And, um, he he did a exactly FLX Table um, has an FLX Culture House where he's he's barrel aging and kind of doing some some wild ferment beers, but at a tiny scale. But um, Panamime opened. They would have been is it 2018? Late 2018? Yes, it would have been um, around. Thanksgiving 2018, and it's these two gentlemen who met while they were in college together um, at uh, CU Boulder out in Colorado, and they just kind of bonded over a love of fish. And, yeah, Will. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I was waiting. All right. I was 9.15. Will said the P word. We're not going to talk about fish, but... Um, oh, I'd I thought you meant fish the food, not the band. No, no. no. The pan, pan. I'd, 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 rather talk, I'd rather talk about my... my Dave Matthews band and fish. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to talk about either of those bands. Right. Brian, I'm They're sorry. Typo terrible. negative is not a, a, a big. Dude, typo <laughs> negative is sick. So yeah. the, the thank you. my mixtures. The phrase is a lyric from a fish song. Oh, exactly. okay. I did not know that. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. There's no, they're not big drowning pool fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just naming bands. I, I think yeah. I just, just naming metal bands. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so they bought they bought an old winery um, in Seneca, in Schuyler County um, in Hector called it was the the winery was called Tickle Hill and Tickle Tick, Hill was Tick, famous Tickle for their Hill. Tickle Hill wait can we talk more about Tickle Hill yes um, <laughs> Tickle Hill was very famous for their very wow. sweet kind of dessert wines um, okay. not stuff anyone really better yeah <laughs> um, so I, I guess it's called Tickle Hill because there's this spot in the road as you're going up to the brewery where if you're driving down and you're going fast enough, uh, you, get in, like, you get in the air and it like it kind of like rumble strips. Rumble yeah, no, oh, no, it feels like you're like tickling the top of your car or, or something like that. Like you're, <laughs> you know, because you get airborne. Or... I love this story so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that great. <laughs> Tickle strips. Winery um, so that was, you know famous. They they grew a ton of grapes for you know Welch's grape juice, Concord, that kind of crap, and um, multiple acres. I forgot how many acres it is, but they decided they were going to open a brewery um, that was going to focus on um, like we we're talking about with the the lagers that uh, that are being made. It's too bad that focus on um, terroir, focus on you know local ingredients, focus on fresh fruit from from the area, focus on you know, spontaneous fermentation um, using, you know, the, the same type of same type of influence that, that the winery has been using for, you know, 40 or 50 years. Right. And they're just, they've been just doing a fantastic job. They've, every time I've, I've been down there and tried their beer, every subsequent time it's been better. Everything um, is a hit. Oh, you really Yeah. Are. 
Yeah, really, really cool stuff. And they're shipping. We, we, that guy put an order in a few weeks ago. Like, yeah, 10 bucks. Yeah. What is that God, noise? God, you I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't want to know. What is going on right now? Somebody yeah. uh, scooping out every last <laughs> bit of pina colada <laughs> that she can. Yeah. It's, it's coming across yeah. crystal clear. I'm just staring at her as she, as she spoons every last drop. It is the world's tiniest spoon. Now that was tasty. Outstanding. So Will will appreciate this. We've we've never done this, but we probably maybe we should do this. Oh after- yes, sir. As a podcast, yeah, I want to yeah. do brewery draft. Oh, brewery draft. Okay, I'm gonna do brewery draft. Maybe we do it as a podcast one time. So we'll each whatever each draft six whatever. Then we'll figure out the number. Like for the rest of your life, you can only drink these whatever six or eight breweries. And I'm saying this because Beck and I we we did it once, just kind of like we were sitting at the bar. And I think my number one brewery might be Bellwoods. I'd kick your ass and salt if you took Bellwoods. Too. Oh, Look, I might take Bellwoods number – if I had the number one pick, I might take Bellwoods. I would take Bellwoods number one overall, no problem. Like, are are they the best brewery, like, in North America? No. I mean, like, no. No. I would say that. Like, they what? do everything – Bell, Bellwoods makes every style of beer that I want to drink. They make yeah. – everything they do is at least, like, above average. And oh, they easy. make everything. They up their lager game, their hazy – great. I mean, Jutsu, their pale ale is my all-time favorite. Jutsu is, like, maybe – Jutsu on tap there is my favorite beer on earth. I'm good with that assessment. Thank you. I don't love the fact that I'm running out of Bellwoods, though, because I can't go to Canada and get any of it. Dude, I love I, that I can I, go there and get like a six dollar bottle that I can bring it home. What of, what of, that's awesome. Yeah, now right now you can't. Well, no, I guess not. I I, tra- I can't go I, over the border. Yeah. <laughs> I trade with one of the Bellwoods employees. That's how I get to try pretty much everything they release. Right. And not being able to like we we meet up we would meet up once a month in Niagara Falls. And the fact that I can't go over to Niagara Falls and get like fresh Bellwoods right now is is is, is heartbreaking. What, what what if we pooled our money and got a, like rented a boat for the afternoon? And just took oh my goodness! I mean, I only have like eight, I only have like eight. I bucks. think that's called smuggling. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's legal. <laughs> it's the apocalypse. Everything goes. <laughs> Will, Will, how much? How many Bellwoods bottles do you have right now at your house? Um, maybe seventy five. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. I have like five. I don't have room for seventy-five bottles. That's like twenty. Literally, though, literally, Bellwoods is the only thing in my cellar. Oh wow! You have all the barn owl. I don't. I did at one point. Okay, but I've been drinking. I know. I know a guy. Yeah, I know you do. uh, Who's got all the all the barn owl? We've been. Is he the guy? I'm not the guy. I've got. (laughs) Yeah, Mark's Mark's not the guy. No, no, no. I have like two thirds. I'm happy that. On the video chat right now, where I can watch Jesse pick his teeth. Yes, <laughs> this is just really good content for the internet right now. Yes. Yeah. When this, this is all over, we're there was some toothpicks a... sitting there. I love a good toothpick. Hey, I don't. I don't. I'm not. Use any not... toothpick. Jesse's also sometimes gets very close to the camera. Mm. I can get closer. 
Ooh. Well, when well when this is over, we'll we'll do a we're gonna do a full Bellwoods. There it is. Through whatever twenty two. I know exactly where the camera is. Yeah, me too. Mark, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds delightful. What the hell was that? That was. Awesome. Oh, I don't know what that was. I don't know why, but I feel like I made enemies when I said I like burdock. You did. <laughs> <laughs> fine. They're fine. It's just like a little yeah, Jesse. I'm pretty sure you got roofied at Burdock. You? I'm, no, that was well. He might. Well, have. I had a great time, didn't he I? He might have. I'm, I'm like a hundred percent sure you got roofied at Burdock because you were blotto by the time we got to friggin' Tall Boys. Tall Boys. That was very good. Yeah. I had a great time. You talked the ear off of that kid, that the Uber driver. That's for damn sure. <laughs> that was much later. <laughs> yeah, that was after you went. You went all wonky on us at Tall Boys. <laughs> if you're trying to a good burger in a bar that serves Tall Boys, go to Tall Boys. Seriously. Scott, the wombat is good. Drinking well. Love this. Will, what'd you switch? That's a 42 North. Uh... White Oak. Mm. Oh, the White Oak border. I got a, I got a bunch of those, like, 42 North, like, had, like, a double. They did a quad oh. recently. Yeah, I heard that quad was good. I just haven't uh, committed to those yet. They've been, uh, they've been putting out some good stuff over there. Yeah. Uh, they're mixed at the can today. looked cool. Yeah. Brian's got some of the one they, they released, the Sit and Stave. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, Brian, yeah Jesse got, bought some today, too. I picked that up as well. Nice. Yeah, they're, uh, they got a cool operation there. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, their last beer festival was absolutely fantastic. Oh, man, I'm sad I couldn't make that one outdoors. Yeah, yeah awesome. Barrel Jam was great. I wish there were more places locally in Buffalo that were doing, like, true sours and, and true right. wilds more yeah. of the time. Uh, I think they're really uh, hitting it out of the park in terms of uh, quality and frequency, like, at least. I think Rudy talked about it a little bit last week, where it's just like, they would love to make these beers, but, like, they just sit there, and they're, like, yeah, you know, labor intensive and they're expensive and yeah. Well, Forty um, North they have their like Wanderers Club and they they've got their uh, sour uh, like they've got a whole other like brew like house where they where they house those beers. I don't you know so they're they're, they're they're definitely putting some uh, like uh, capital towards putting those out on a regular basis and I don't see really anybody else doing that yeah, on a regular basis. More places don't do what Forty North is doing with their like yeah. whatever they're like sort of like I don't know, it's like a fan club basically, right? Like where yeah. Yeah. Like, and they you know they have the facilities and the space and things, but like if I don't know, like the only reason I didn't do it is like it's like forty five minutes from me. Like I'm like it's just And it was fairly expensive. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's like I'm like if Resurgence did a sort of like I don't know. I pay 150 bucks a year, and I get four bottles and exclusive releases and access to like, like holy shit! Like, of course I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. For you, I mean, they're probably 15, 20 minutes from my house, so it's not too bad. Yeah. Those kind of wild sours, they are like, like one of my favorite styles when they're done well. 
Yeah. But they're so very rare. Well, that's so very few and far between when they're done well. Right. Well, that's, that's uh, but I seek them out. I seek them out. People who, again, I don't want to shit on froth. Even I like to sometimes. Like, come on, if you're drinking, if you're drinking the, these lollipop as like that's your idea of like sour beers, then like, I mean, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. Like, no, this is not. This will. We're going on a tour. Tell that for being loud or. Oh, hi, Cass. Showing us a cat or a can't. Show us, show us the beer cellar. Um, it's dark down there, but this is. Seventy-five <laughs> bottles of Bellwoods, fucking guy here. This is the main fridge right now. Let's see what we got. Doing pretty good. That is a beer fridge. Nice. It's 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 well it's, it's most of it should be actually in my beer fridge downstairs, but it's not. My wife has a kick. Right. Cool. <laughs> Wait, so that's the food fridge? That's his actual. Because all I saw was beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Important local really well. Good man. That's what we like to hear. Cass, what do you want? Uh, are you done with your beer? There he is. Okay, well, then that happened. The goat came out. Yeah. Oh, geez. This is not going to work well, I'm telling you. I just said, how do you think this will go? No, very bad. <laughs> I'm willing to watch, though. Scott, we're not on house party. I don't think you need the mask. Grab one. You don't? You don't need the mask. Clogger. I'll put it back. I can put it back. Mark, is that a pantomime? It is, yeah. I put one in the fridge uh, for the occasion. It is Which one is it? Tickle Terroir, Barely Saison with the State Grapes, Concord, Niagara, Vincent. Oh, nice. Awesome. awesome. Good. That Everyone's sounds so good. good. I've got one bottle in the cellar. I forget which one it is. Yeah, I got. I think I got five or six left. I think. Mike Cook's wife or girlfriend is from Watkins Glen. Yes, girl. His his. Kid's mother, yeah, is from yeah, Washington. So he, uh, yeah, some of these, some of these we ordered. Baby mama down there for one of their anniversaries and brought <laughs> Somebody's blowing off some serious fireworks over here, and it's not me. It's kind of sad. Oh, I just thought you were ripping ass. No, no, no. Yeah, we lost everybody, Jesse. Uh, I'm here. Sorry, I was giving it's, back. It's a, here. I want to drink that bottle myself. I was Brian, Br Brian's here. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm coming. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, Brian's oh, here. Uh, I was taking a leak. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was Brian. <laughs> I <can't forget laughs> Wait. Everything. Cool. All right, what are we on here? Whatever. So, so Scott, what did, did you just open something else? No, I'm still on a double wabbit. Jesse, what you guys open? We open the uh, – we're drinking the uh, Lisa Likes Nelson yeah. from West Shore. Oh, oh, right, right, right. I want to chug this. 
Oh, hey now. Go right ahead. Well, well, what is it? Oh, first for the podcast. Oh, here's just like, oh, you're going to, I was thinking you grab a chugger. Uh, Will just start. Will just Wait, do we, need, do we need a chugger? Oh, Will already beat us too. I'm like, oh, I got some pills mopping. Opportunity passed. Yeah. Yeah, that was done. Hmm. Oh, the Borderland White Oak. That's what it was. I thought, I thought there was chug etiquette where you, you at least let everybody else get, you know, get up. <laughs> <laughs> You're the okay, special guest, so you, you get the, to do what you want. The penance for breaking that is where, Will, where's that chug from? again. Ugh. Where's what from? The, the beer you just showed. I just chugged? Yeah, yeah well, where was that from? No, no, no he no, chugged no, it. The, the smaller can. Oh, that's the uh, folks down in the city. Their lagers are amazing. Elks, never never Elks, heard of them. Elks beer? Oh, Folks beer. Folks beer. They're, uh, oh, little, I'm little, on board they're, with a black lager. That's on lagers. Yeah, black lager sounds wonderful. You don't see many of those. No, but uh, they're very appreciated. Most that. of them are most of them are shitty. Uh, wow. right? That's not a hot take. I mean, that's true. No, that's like most <laughs> that's of them are shitty. not really a hot. You take. don't see a lot of black IPAs because most of them are shitty. Most of them aren't great. You're right. Like we just no, we just said, but most of them are shitty. Yeah. Black yes. Oh, yeah. Most of them are. You know which one was really good? You're shitty. Wow. Holy yeah. goodness. No, he's not. I, I love Mark. That was a hot take. Outside outside people have, have thrown in the hat. We're just, I'm yelling at him. <laughs> Will, uh, Anfield's got his hands full when he goes to edit this yeah, mess. This, yeah. Yeah, I'm all over the place. That's it's fine. It's just like a house party on Zoom. Yes. I'm looking at the bottle of chimes longingly. So. Oh boy. Oh, do you oh, do you no. really want to go there? Oh no. Do, we, do you? Here, yeah, but I'm we have like I'm, I'm staring at 20 bottles of liquor. <laughs> I, I'm gonna pee. I think we can make something happen. I'm gonna pour myself a shot of chimes. Put that away. No. And I still have. Oh. Well, see, no. most of them are crossed off, but I still have a few questions for Will. Okay. Right. You kind of went to hell here. So. Before everything goes to hell. Yeah, it's nine thirty-three. I gotta. Check. All right, I'm, I'm back. In, I'm back. In, I'm back in. Back in. Oh no, no, I gotta. Well, I gotta go to the bathroom and do a shot of whiskey, and then I'll. Have He's to. got his serious glasses on. He's ready to go. Yes. I always, I always forget that Mark's really old, so he has to pee often. Ah. <laughs> that stings. That does wow. not get cut. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. I mean, that, the, that does not hit the cutting room floor. Oh, this is oh. thick. Yeah. Look at it's that. It's delicious. That is opaque. Also, I still have the Mortalis that's been warming up. Ooh. My, uh, my neighbor across the street pulled up the, the like last week, and he's like, I got a bottle of Zool. He's like, do you want it? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. And Did you ask her, is there Dana? <laughs> right. There's the- yeah. And then, oddly enough, while I was drinking it, Ghostbusters came out. No way. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, wow, what are the chances of that happening? Uh-oh. Who's barking? That's Ruth. So she heard the fireworks. Oh. Yeah. She's uh, not a fan of the old fireworks. Uh. Or somebody's breaking in my house, and <laughs> one way or the other, I don't know. Uh, 
But, uh, yeah, he gave it to me because he, he's like he thought it was going bad because I guess some people were saying that it wasn't that good after a couple weeks. Or um, How the coffee style goes bad is beyond me. There was a few threads in, in the Facebook groups, like, of, of ones that were gushers and then just, like, like, granted, I opened one, like, two or three days after it, it came out and it was really, really murky looking. Yeah. Uh, but it was still delicious, so I didn't really care, whatever. Um, yeah. But so there, there was kind of some worries that maybe some of the bottles were bad, but they just bought a new bottling line. So I don't know if they're, um, you know, if there's some trial and error or what's going on, but uh, yeah. so it allowed them to do a lot more. Just hilarious because you know they used to do this. This would like the first was in a 32 ounce crawler. You know, <laughs> that was you know 18 bucks or whatever they were charging, and now they're doing you know the the 500 milliliter of it, and it's 14. So it's, it's genius. I mean, it's the other half model, you know, yeah. you know, cause I mean, look at like the first time more, other half did that oil slicks and um, whatever the Imperial smokes. It was like a 20, whatever dollar four pack for, for four, six ounce cans. And then they're like, if we can put this in a bottle, they charge a dollar an ounce. And that's what Mortalis is doing. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. People are willing to pay for it. Oh man. But uh, yeah, it was it was slightly overcarbonated, but it wasn't. Yep. Uh, they do their stout like I, their fruited sours are insane, but I think their stout is really what 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 wins wins for me, man. Their stout is fantastic. Oh yeah, they, the amount of flavor they they can get in just like we, we me and my wife went out there I think in January or February and they had like a red velvet right. stout. It, it's like you you could literally it was like if you closed your eyes it tasted like red velvet cake it's it's wild I mean, that they can get the prometheus which is like maple coffee imperial stout i think it's maple but it's it's just like so thick and just the adjuncts are perfect and yeah they, they do stouts really really well really really well all right anyone else um hold on what right. is that is that was oh, that really chimes? Oh, God, no, that's it. Oh. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, thankfully I'm not at home. Right. There are no chimes. We don't have a ball of chimes here. <laughs> left here. I will chug this delicious beer. Scott's getting one. It's funny you talk about the haziness and the opaqueness of beer, and it's all bent on, on right expectation, here. right? Right, you're like totally you, different. you could get a delicious pilsner, but if it's not crystal clear, you're like, oh, I'm gonna knock that a point. Or you can get a delicious New England IPA or a delicious, uh, you know, a, a fruited sour, and if it's not cloudy as hell, you're like, well, you know, we're all just going based on those yeah. prior expectations. Brian, you in? Uh, what are we doing? Chugging. Something. I'll chug. No, we're gonna do a sh- I was going to do a shot. We don't have that. I mean, unless Jesse wants to do some fireball. Oh, hold on a sec. Hold on. Uh, uh, I think we got rid of the Jaeger that we had. Please, no. I don't have liquor in this house. It's weird. What? Really? Very little. I mean, my wife likes tequila, which I'm not a big fan of. But in general, we don't have a lot of liquor. It's mainly beer. We have a few random bottles of wine. but Wow. I'm just gonna chug this. All right, yeah, I'll chug with you. Yeah. Right. Well, wait. I don't know where Scott went. I mean, he went to get a. Moose. He went to get a shot. I think. 
or a cow mask or something. You you called him out, so he's gonna he's gotta go get it. I know he has it. Oh, he's gonna also can, goat you, can you do a shot through the gold mask? No, I don't think so. I don't. Uh, I've worn that mask. I don't think that's how it works. Deadly no. I can't see out of that mask. Let alone drink out of it. He would pour it through the mouth and and be screaming thirty seconds later as his eyes <laughs> just drenched in liquor. Yeah, as a shot of chimes goes in my eyes. Uh, to to the moment things really went off the rails here. Yes, this is it right here. Shout out Scott Parentel, who's going to edit all this shit. Timestamp it. Cheers. Our fearless podcast host. Cheers. <laughs> Damn it! I choked too early. That was a terrible idea, Mark. Oh, that's a that's a thick one. Uh, really nice. I'm gonna leave the bottle on the table. Uh, I got a, I got some Jenny Colchers. That's what I got for Rochester beer. Always a good choice. Always yeah, that counts. <laughs> that counts. So I've got. I have a couple more questions, and then we can just. Uh, so. Yeah, hit it, man. So this, I guess this goes for like not just Will, like for everyone, but like the fact that. So I asked. I will. I've been asking like. Um, the brewers we would talk to, like, what's the moment you knew, like, Buffalo beer sort of, like, made it? Or, like, when you thought, like, oh, wow, this is, like, you know, like, the fact that Hayburner has just become this kind of, like, it's, like, the Buffalo beer is, like, for Matt, it's got to be, like, a pretty kind of amazing thing. And yeah. I told Rudy, Rudy last week, um, I was up in Toronto, and I was at, like, Biera Volo, and they had Thin right. Man tap, and I was, like <laughs> – blown away but like we will probably look back at the moment like like when the shelton fest came to buffalo like oh okay now we like (laughs) nationally we made it that's that i think that cemented buffalo on the international beer map i mean how does it not i mean that was good lord i i still can't believe like well first of all how drunk i got at that festival (laughs) seriously like, yeah. why, why, did, why did that festival need to be six hours? First of all, it was six hours. That, that so was that, awesome, though. That wasn't a bad thing. Was amazing. And then we got, we got. So I was like, at that festival, I'm like, okay. So I'm, we're waiting in line for Cantillo, but I'm like, I'm like, hey, Cass, can you, my wife. I'm like, can you sit in line for a second? Can you just hold hold this thought? I take her glass. I walk over to the, the guard where there's no. Oh, line. you did the same thing we did. <laughs> you poured the guard. I'm like, I'm like, I'm at a festival right now, and the guard is my line beer. Like how stupid. Yeah. yeah. That was our thought. Like, and Degard didn't have a line. There was nobody no. there. Like, uh, wow. Yeah, like, that festival ended, and then I'm, like, trying to find Becca and Mark, and then Mark ends up going to Coulter Bay, and then yep. Becca and my wife and I end up being up in an Uber with Greg Baker from Beltline. Nice. He's like, he's like, come, come get an Uber with me, and we'll go chug a beer over at Beltline. I'm like, and, of course, we're hammered, so this is a great idea. Oh, <laughs> Literally an excellent idea. Yeah, greatest. I think I was. I think I was. I think I was in, in bed by ten o'clock. That's the greatest yeah. jug video that the coalition will ever see. There were like a hundred of us. Yeah. 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 That was that was such a cool. Yeah, I was yeah. finding jug videos the next day that I forgot we did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Yeah, like that. I mean, that's. I don't know how like how they decide on a place, but that seems like. A kind of confirmation yeah. that Buffalo is sort of like kind of matters yeah. at least on a national level. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But what a venue, too. Yeah, great venue. I mean, the Central that Terminal. Venue, that venue yeah. was so unexpectedly amazing. 
Also, yeah, that helps. Yeah, that that venue was perfect. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you could have done that at like at the convention center, and everybody like, yeah, eh. yeah, it yeah. would have felt like, like every other kind of mediocre beer event at the convention center. Right. Yeah, yeah no, that, that, that was, you couldn't pick up. Like, I can't think of a venue in roster where they could do something like that. Like in in indoors, you know. It, it is such a grand space. Right. Like, especially yeah. from the outside looking in. I mean, even oh, from yeah. the inside it's looking out. But I mean, not to be kind of it's, 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 it's bigger uh, than life. I threw from Thin Man. I saw his Brewers pass. Just like second floor to take that phone. Like, that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Where was it supposed to be this year? Uh, North Carolina, I think? Charlotte. I don't Charlotte. Know. Yeah, yeah, one of the Carolinas. Charlotte. Yeah. Did they axe it already, or is it still pending? They haven't killed it yet. When's it? Because it's not always at the same time of year. No, it's not? No, because the one year, like, a, a couple of us were talking about, like, like leading into it, like, oh, let's go to it this year. And it was in Atlanta in July. And it was like, oh, oh God, that sounds miserable. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if Rochester's kind of had that moment. Like, I think other half's kind of arrival um, really brought a lot of excitement and attention to Rochester beer. Um, but, like, we haven't had, like, I don't, I don't maybe, maybe, like, maybe I'm just so jaded, like, and I don't recognize the fact that we're already there. Like, maybe Rochester already is recognized as a beer destination. Like, maybe Mortalis and other half and Rising Storm and Fifth Frame and Jenny, like, maybe, or, you know, some of these places have, have brought that attention to her. Yeah, I, I think – yeah, I think those those things have, like, yeah. God, it's weird. Like, I I don't think I'll ever consider other half like really a Rochester beer, right? But like, obviously that matters for just recognition and access. Like, yeah, that matters. It's it's. I mean, it's it's the Rochester metropolitan area. You know, like yeah. Ontario is you know census wise or whatever, however you want to look at it is yeah. you know part of part of. Greater Rochester. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I just meant like it, that's always like a that's always like a Brooklyn beer. Like, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, they're not. Yeah, they're not originally from. That's not their. Like, but no, that I mean, obviously, it's like action. Then when other half opens their brewery down in uh, DC, like kind yeah. of the same question, maybe. We heard uh, we heard some rumors about that. Which one? Maybe maybe you can can or cannot confirm that uh, part of that. Included a Buffalo tasting room, part of that deal. The oh. DC, DC yeah. look, yes, yeah. Because uh, heard a thing. Uh, Where'd you go? All right, what the fuck, you guys don't tell me about this shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's up, Mark? I got to watch someone right now and see. I don't have any other half connections. I did hear like rumblings of another. Like tasting room in Buffalo, but that was just like rumors. I mean, there's always been the rumor that Single Cut was going to move into Rochester because Rochester was their best market outside of Queens. Um, you know, like, and an unnamed source in the know, you know, in in, in the scene, uh, said that uh, a tasting room downtown was part of the deal of moving into uh, Washington because the property owner was the same. Can you text yeah. me who this fucking person is? Because I'm pissed off because I'm told me about it. I can't. I can't. I feel like it. I've even heard this. All right. Before. Fine. Okay. Fuck you guys. That's all. <laughs> <that's laughs> wow. I'm like, not giving you shit. I don't. I'm good though. 
They, like they they were they were going to move into the DC area just because the distribution laws are really lax there, so it makes it really easy for a brewery to operate there. But also, man, yeah. who is the uh, CEO of Other Half is from from the su- suburban DC area, he's from Maryland. Yeah. So I think that had a lot to do with. Um, but it wouldn't shock me if there's other other half locations and in, in, in the works. Like, why wouldn't they? I mean, it's it like the model. The model obviously works, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had we had heard a tasting room, not a lot of brewery, but a tasting room in Buffalo. What room are you talking about? I connect. I'll, I'll message you. I think I know what building you're talking about too. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Fuck. Fuck you. Wow. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, what is that? What is that? Oh, I really enjoy, I really like that one. It's pretty solid. That's my. That's one of my wife's favorite. Powder in it. Always in the variety, the mixed variety pack. I get at BJ's. I, I love BJ's. Okay, Jesse. All right, Jesse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't be like that. I'm not the only one that said it. Come on, this one. You know damn well what you were referring to. I Thank like you. buying in bulk. Oh, I was actually talking about BJ's The Warehouse. Not like the- we know what you were talking about. I also know what he was talking about. <laughs> that's what I just said. All right, cut all that out. No, that's hey. all staying. That's all, that's all staying. Or dirty humor and everything. They've got bulk granola bars and TVs. <laughs> Phil, TV. right, my, this is my last actual formal question I had written down. What is the best brewery experience you've ever had? Wow. wow. What? Can't say Bellwoods? You could say Bellwoods. I mean, okay, well, Bell, I think Bellwoods original location in the Trinity Bellwoods neighborhood is, is just a magical place. That it's is like, like one of the best neighborhoods I've ever been to also. It's like such a part of the fabric of that neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like my first trip to Hill Farmstead was, you know, like one of those epiphanies. Yeah, moments. people. I've never been there before, but people talk about that. Jesse, Scott, you've been to Hill Farmstead? No, I've drank a lot of their beers. No, the other one. Talk about that, like the, the space and everything. Yeah. It's really just because you're like, you're in the middle of nowhere. You don't have reception. It's just, you know, drinking these beers that are so expressive and beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's a cool experience. But like the, the, the most, how about I just answer it this way? The most recent moment I had where I was like, my, I was like, this place is incredible um, was back in July when I went to Fox Farm in Connecticut. Mm. Um, and it was, it was, you know, it's a 90 fucking degree day. It sucked. It was so, I was like, I was, I had to, we were there cause, um, my, one of my wife's best friends were getting married. So she was in the wedding. So she was getting her hair done and you know, doing all the, the pre-wedding stuff. So I had a few hours to kill and I, so I drove an hour and a half away from where we were in Connecticut to go to Fox farm. And I'm sitting there like on this, it's a, like literally a farm and I'm sitting there like drinking these just beautifully expressive beers and um, their oatmeal stout and their double IPA and um, their Saison and just like you're, you know, sweating your balls off, but I'm drinking this amazing beer. And that was kind of like a really cool experience for me recently. Um, but, but I mean, Bellwoods is always the answer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I've, I've really like, Recently, I've really enjoyed like places like Counterpart in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Um, oh yeah, yeah, we went. Uh, yeah, we went there in the fall. Doing a cool job. That's where I would meet my Bellwoods friend every month. My Bellwoods friend, hello Nick, uh, was probably not going to listen to this, but um, so places like that. Uh, and we, I mean, there's some there's some cool and emerging experiences in Rochester. 
Um, I think Fifth Frame has a good tap room experience. I like Swiftwater does a nice job. Um, I'm excited to see what Rock Queen's expanded space looks like. Uh, oh, they're expanding in the same like same yeah, location. They're taking over the entire building. They're pretty nice. They're they're ta- what? Hi, Becca. Becca's saying they're collaborating with FLX Table. Yep. Not table, but Christopher Bates. Oh, okay. yeah. This, his, his FLX Hospitality. Okay. It's going to be called the the Wienery at Rock. Hi, Becca. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Karen. Sorry, I just have opinions. Better be sorry. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, you have to look. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's well, your best Yeah, it's, the answer is Jester Kane. <laughs> anyway, oh, God. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I've never been there. But. When Rudy, when I asked Rudy what brewery he would want to go to, that he hasn't been to, and he said Jester King, I actually kind of sat back in my chair and I was like, "Yeah, I got that one." <laughs> yeah, it's very nice there. Yeah, it's just like I'm trying to think, like. like our our experience last year at Hardywood, I think, was top notch. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. But yeah, I think was, we got I think we got more than the normal. Yeah, that was right. Though, so, and that's why I'm like, do I go with that or do I do like a regular like Joe Blow trip somewhere or like, um, uh, like when uh, I how, how much do you flex on a question like that? You know, yeah. <laughs> when I lived in uh, when I lived in Richmond, I didn't realize that. Well, at the time, he was a, like a chemical engineer, worked for a chemical company. Uh, one of my buddies that I smoke cigars with ended up being, he's the production manager for Hardywood, Hardywood Park. So uh, when we went down on Brucation, they have like this, they opened up this ridiculous brewery outside of Richmond that's just obscene. Millions of dollars. Yeah. He brought us on like just an absolute, like just, behind the scenes ridiculous tour that's amazing remember it wasn't was, there like yeah there just was like, like, it was like the richmond orchestra playing there yeah yeah we show just, up, ha- we just so happened to be that night yeah we show up like six hours into a beer day and we're just like people are dressed very nicely and we're not i felt really bad because the orchestra was playing the entire time and we we're going into the back rooms that we yeah. couldn't even hear it i'm like ah, i I feel like I should be enjoying that. We're also highly <laughs> intoxicated. <laughs> well, oh. but, uh, yeah, that that was just like an all-around like legend, like just like oh, that that was a legendary me, experience. Yeah, well, that me into a question. That reaction though, um, the last time I kind of had that reaction in Western New York was the first time I walked into Chicago Street, the uh, resurgence space. Oh yeah, that's like had my jaw drop because I'm like, holy shit, this place is just gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, they did a really good job there. I mean, to to yeah. see what they, you know, what I mean, I, I still love, I'll always love the Niagara Street location. Absolutely. He just runs with it, and it's yeah. really oh. over there. Oh, starting to burp. I should probably not stop drinking. Nope. So, yeah. Well, we had this, this was a question I was thinking about, like, so, and we, we struggle with this a little bit, just as consumers and people who know, we know who's making the beer and who owns these places. Um, like when you drink beer and it's not very, or you know maybe a cup, maybe a couple of beers come out. Like I know you're not going to just slam them online, obviously. No, I don't. But like, 
how do you and even like we don't do that like even it's just like how do you approach that as someone who's one you're doing it sort of professionally but also it's like we're we're friends with these people i mean i got a i got a bad batch of a, a local beer not that long ago and i'm like it's like this is given what they're going through like i can reach out to them so i just you know i yeah. sent them a message i was like i i know this i know you want just quality control you want to know about this like yeah i don't want i don't want my money back i don't want free beer or anything it's like this beer is not good um, um how do you handle that like not only because you know everyone personally but also like professionally like it's a weird we scott randy we struggle with this a little bit right where we're like yeah this no, I, not, I agree. Like, I, I like the person that made this beer, but it's not very good. Oh. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's as easy as a text message, honestly, because I don't think these people really appreciate um, honesty, but it's not my place. So, yeah. like, you'll notice, like, my, my beer articles are pretty, oh, nice. Uh, uh, my article negative like i'm not going to trash someone's beer in an article yeah, that's, uh, not, right. that's not my place uh, I'm, I'm not really a critic i'm more of a storyteller or a, or a columnist so yep. i want to try to share someone's story i want to make sure that you know like people kind of meet the people who are making the beer so they they kind of have this understanding of you know like this person has a chemical engineering background or they're a or they're, you know award-winning homebrewer or, or whatever you know like these are the locations that fell through before this hey. Place open a brewery. Uh, so, um, oh, Jesse's eating. So, um, yeah, he's uh, rushing something over there. I'm sorry. Eat. No, it's great. It's 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 uh it's it's sensual. Um, it's pasta salad. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, even better. Um, so I I try to approach it that way. I like I want to make sure that I'm telling someone's story and I'm not like, for lack of a better term, shitting on someone's dream. Like right. There's a there's a lot of power that's involved with the with the platform I've been afforded, um, you know, for for the the beer writer for Rochester's biggest well only newspaper, but not only newspaper, but not only or you know Rochester's biggest print outlet. Um, yeah, you know, we have a super wide reach, uh, so I want to make sure that I approach it constructively and that I you know I, I approach someone, um, you know I approach someone from from the I, I approach them so it's not public. I, I make sure that. Yep. It's, it's done through a phone call or it's done through a meeting or yeah. it's done through a, a, a text message. Um, and it just, you know, like I'm not going to, that's, I mean, that's kind of why I don't rate beers on untapped. Uh, the same kind of idea. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's kind of, I'm, I feel that a little bit. Like, I don't know. Like we know these people. We're like friends with them. Yeah. Right. We're like, we're almost too close sometimes. Or like, even like, I don't know. Like, Brian, you asked me about a beer, a local beer, I don't know, a week ago or something. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't really like it. But I'm like, part of me is like, I don't really want to say that because, you know, like we obviously we don't want to shit on anybody or like. Of course. So, I don't know. It's, I do rate on untapped, but I think I rate fairly. And I feel like, you know, I give bonus points out you know, uh, uh, for, for various different things. If it's like an event that I really enjoyed and that's where I had it, I'll give bonus points for that. Or, sure. uh, or if it's just a, you know, just a particular 
style and it just I think I think it really popped or or who knows what it is that made me like it more than than another thing but I give bonus points out I, I like to and that's how I like to do it I like there's like there's like a baseline and then I give bonus points and I think that's a good way of going about it Scott Brian this is the time to bring up we should we should bring back the beer book club oh I, 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 I agree Brian you, you didn't read any of the beer books though. no I don't read Oh, we should. <laughs> Will we did actually CBW? A couple of the guys from CBW right, did <laughs> like maybe this is like five years ago, six years ago now. Did a like a beer book club where like every every like two months we would read a book about brewing or the industry or the history of beer, and we would meet. Whatever we started meeting at Mr. Goodbar, and then when CBW opened their tap, yeah, when CBW opened there, um. Yeah, we should. I always say that, but I should. I'll spearhead this. I'll do it. <laughs> I like your gumption. <laughs> well, you have to have somebody at CBW who's interested in running it because Dan's not there. I'll do it. I'll just run out. Whatever. We don't have to do it officially. We'll just do it. That's like, true. Uh, I don't know. Beer geeks or something. Like anyone who wants That's to. That's a good point. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we read, we read like four books, but. Like a Pete Brown's books and yeah, Pete Brown's books are fantastic. He's putting out a new one, I think, in June. I think. Um, so, well, you know, I assume you know Pete Brown. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, the one, the one night we, I tell the story all the time. Like the one night we had our meeting, and we were like tweeting at him, and he was responding to us like live while we were. Yeah, our, yeah. that's like, so from, cool. From CBW Lafayette, we're just, but. Some, well, something Jesse said about Untapped and also, like, beer rating. I don't know, like, well, beer subjective. Like, of course, yes. But what I've heard from, you know, brewers and things are, you know, if you have my beer and you're arguing with your husband, <laughs> you like, might give that, like, or you drink a beer that's, pretty bad but like you got a promotion that day or it's sunny out it's like there's so many other factors that yeah come up. like and i this is why it reminds me i this is my sort of go-to peep around like you talked so much about like all right what is the context in which you're drinking this beer sure are you are you sitting on a deck fourth of july with your feet up like yeah that you know what that beer is going to be pretty damn good yeah well that's why i go baseline plus bonus points yeah okay yeah that's a fair point i mean that's 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 my thought behind it you know because i don't know uh, a beer that i drink at the brewery hanging out with my friends is always going to be better than that exact same beer that i drink on the couch mm-hmm. there are going to be a lot of 5.0s thrown out once the bar is open again oh god yes <laughs> like Rolling Rock, four seven five. Yeah. yeah. The, only wow. beer, the only beer I consistently rate on Untapped is Jenny Light. <laughs> Isn't that the whole art of statistics, though? Is like being able to calculate the outliers and throwing them away. <laughs> uh, is that beyond. for Untapped to do, or is that for us? I think that's Untapped. <laughs> Personally, all we can do is, uh, you know, rate rate the best that we can in the moment. 
Yeah. Well said. I just like to track what I'm drinking and where I drank it. Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. I'm yeah. for my own personal reference because my my memory yeah, is really. frankly terrible. So my uh, my funny untapped story is when I first started as the beer columnist at the DNC, I was at the same point I was a part time bartender at Swiftwater. Um, so Andy Walker, or sorry, not Andy Walker, Andy Cook, who opened Swiftwater, is a longtime homebrew buddy of mine, and uh, so I was working at Swiftwater at the time. The fire soon. And uh, I got an email that was sent to my news director. Jesse's having a conversation with Karen off camera. Okay. Um, so there was an anonymous email sent to my news director. Um, like, how can you hire this Will Cleveland guy? Because at the point I was working for every Swiftwater beer, I was the person who was adding them to on the tap. So I'm yeah. giving them stars, obviously, because I have to, you know, like, why wouldn't I give the Swiftwater beers five stars if I'm working there? Yeah, um, and you know it's the same same with brewers who are adding who are rating their beers on the tap. Like, why would you say your beer is five stars? Like, yeah, duh. Yeah. And we got this anonymous email that was sent to my news director saying, "How can you how can you employ this Will Cleveland guy as beer columnist because he's so unethical? He's rating Swiftwater beer so much higher than everyone else." <laughs> I had to so I had to explain to my editor and then also the, my news director and my other editor who who hired me as the beer columnist said. I had to explain. First of all, I had to explain to them what Untapped was. <laughs> what is uh, so the agreement rate was beers on Untapped. So um, that's why I haven't rated beers on Untapped in like five or six years. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it's fine. It's so dumb. you like anonymously blew you in. But the hilarious part was my news director. My news director. My news director. Was he responded to this guy. Basically, his, his response was, why don't you have the balls to tell me who you are? <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. I have one more question for Will, and then we can just... That's cool. Favorite single beer you've ever had? I'm sorry. I hear you. Yeah, who? Mute, Jesse, mute yourself. What is it's going not on? me. It's Brian. Brian, mute. No, Brian's on mute. Jesse's the one. Oh, good. Malibu chose. Well, okay. It's Brian through my computer. Right. Will, what's like your, like, not your favorite beer of all time, but like, uh, like, is there a beer you think about you had at a certain point? And this also has to do with like context. Like, yeah. Where you just like think about it and you're like, man, I remember drinking blank. Like, I would love to relive that. Yeah. Um, there's I'll ask like, you guys. I want to know what you guys. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I want to hear what they say too. There's like moments where you're thinking about like, you know, you had like that perfect beer at the perfect moment, like surrounded by like the perfect cast of people. Yeah. Um, like there, I always come back to like, you know, the, I had the perfectly poured Guinness at. Uh, uh, Donnelly's out in Fairport uh, in suburban Rochester and I'm sitting there with like all of my best friends in the world I'm like drinking Guinness and like no beer has ever tasted better than that Guinness yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I love uh, you know so there's, there's moments like that like I remember like when I was in uh, the Twin Cities when I went to Surly and it had like fresh Surly Furious on draft and just you know sitting next to one of my I went there to visit one of my best friends from college and I'm drinking that Surly Furious. I'm like, this is just perfect. Like how, how much more perfect could this be? Or like the first time I went to uh, Vermont when I went to um, uh, Blackback uh, there in, 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 in Waterbury. Or is that still? No, sorry, Waterbury. Uh, 
and I'm like, I'm drinking like Hill Farms at Edward on draft. And it's like the, it's it literally, it was the middle of this torrential downpour. And I was yeah. there with two other people and I'm just sitting there like slugging back Hill Farms at beers on draft all night. Or when I, you know, when I got my first heady topper, you know, like stuff like that. So those yeah. are the like you think about that yeah. really, you know, kind of stand out. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, a, I mean, I have a couple just like things that like pop in. Like uh, we went out to, um, we went out to California a couple years ago and uh, Sarah was, Sarah went, she was out there working. So I, I was left to my own vices and I went to this tiny little brewery in Ventura, California, Cal- Anacapa. And it's like this, this old school, like brew pub and I'm, I'm sitting there it's like 12 30 in the afternoon I'm, I'm sitting at the bar drinking just like just probably one of the best west coast ipas i, I could ever remember having and i don't re- i don't know if it was the environment or it was just that good but i'm sitting at the bar listening to two like 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 old school hippies argue about recycling <laughs> and like I'm like this is California like like in my head I'm a New Yorker like through and through I'm like this is what I thought California was always going to be like <laughs> like I'm just like it was like etched in my mind like I'm just like this is amazing like I'm just having an amazing time drinking this sick just really good super fresh West Coast IPA listening to two 1960s hippies argue about recycling I'm uh, like, this is just like <laughs> everything I wanted when I went to California. That's yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Becca and I had a a peach sour at Jester King Ooh. a few years ago that I remember like I remember just just drinking it and sort of like every time I took a sip, I was just like, I was like looking at the glass. Like I didn't understand how a beer could taste like this, but I have a funny, I have a story. It's a memorable beer. Uh, is that Fen- um, Wait, is that Fento? What? I don't know what Jesse's got going on over there. I don't know. It was on tap only. They okay. never, it was never bottled. I remember at the time. Well, never mind. Anyways. So, so I remember what, Another memorable beer I had, I remember I visited, I have some friends in Boston, maybe five years ago. So my flight got in early. I went to a bar and uh, they were going to pick me up later. I'm sitting there, I'm drinking a Harpoon, I'm the Harpoon IPA. These two, like, these two dudes walk in, like, central casting Boston guys. (laughs) Arguing about the Red, it was July, arguing about the Red Sox. So there's there's a thing on the menu where it's four hot dogs covered in like chili and cheese and hot sauce and jalapenos and everything else. And if you eat it in a half hour, it's for free. So these two guys start arguing about whether or not they could do it. So then of course they both order it and just start going nuts. And they're sitting two feet from me. And I'm like, this is kind of what I've been in Boston many times, but like, if you come to Boston, you kind of think this is going to happen. Yeah. Two guys with like super thick accents are going to argue about the Red Sox, and then who can eat four hot dogs faster? <laughs> it's funny because like it's that stereotypical like like I said like I was in California, you're in Boston, like I kind like, of this always is want that thing, thing that I think is going to happen to happen. <laughs> it's actually happening, and this is amazing. 
So, Mark, Mark, did either of them finish? They both finished. I don't remember if they finished in a half hour. Um, but they both, yeah, they both went at it pretty hard. Do <laughs> you care? So, I'm wearing, I don't know if you see this. I can't. I uh, this T-shirt from a brewery in Grand Rapids. And this would have been better. This is a better sort of anecdote for earlier, but I went to Grand Rapids. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. I went yeah. there in like 2013. Nice. Founders obviously is there. And there were just like amazing small breweries. And I was like, holy shit. Like, what's the brewery? Is that Brewery Vivant? Uh, yeah, Brewery Vivant and. Uh, I mean, besides founders, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, there's like, there's like Grand Rapids Brewing and like we went to, yeah, I went to City Build. And then, like, so I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Like this small-ish town has these great breweries. And then I went, back and I went back last summer and we went, you know, founders and, and it was like fun, but it certainly wasn't like, oh, we're not doing this. Like this seemed like, oh, this like actually... Is not as cool anymore so it's kind of amazing like in because for a while like i have a t-shirt somewhere where it's like grand rapids was known as like beer city usa like yeah that was their thing like founders and all these and it was just like you know it's kind of like us now it's like breweries every few blocks and yeah nice so uh yeah, very good we were there nothing Ooh, all right. That's so one more. One more. Let me ask one more formal question. What? What city in the United States is your number one? Like, I want to go there and do beer stuff that you've never been to. Portland, Oregon. All right. Immediately, yeah. That's um. I'd say that's we were actually that's where we were going to go. Um, early on, we were we were thinking. So I got married in August. Uh, so I've been married eight nine months now. Um, has it been 10 months, whatever, um, nine months, sorry, Cass. And, um, so originally we were going to go to Belgium and Germany, and then we kind of realized that that's really expensive and we can't really, <laughs> um, so then our honeymoon kind of pivoted. We were going to go to the Pacific Northwest and do, uh, Seattle and do Portland, Oregon. I've been to Seattle. Seattle's incredible. And, uh, Portland, Oregon is like, is my, which is weird because I never, it's like my holy grail city. I want to get, get out there really badly, which is weird because I went to school in Montana, so I wasn't terribly far from 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 Portland, but there's, there's lots of places that I really want to go to. Oh, hi, Brian. I wanted to go to uh, in, in Portland, Oregon, so that's uh, yeah, like a mythical list in my head of, of spots I want to check out. Yeah. Well, uh, me and me and Sarah, well, me and my wife, we've been married. Our tenth anniversary was uh, a little over a week ago, and for our tenth anniversary, we were supposed to uh, we were supposed to go to Oktoberfest this year. Oh, appropriate things. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like we we spent ten years planning this trip, and then you know, <laughs> coronavirus, no yeah. Oktoberfest. Yeah. So. What about what about you, Mark? Uh, I mean, Portland is probably on the list. Like probably San Diego. Never yeah. been to, I've never been to California, so um, yeah, either Portland or San Diego, I think. 
but I would but, probably I'd probably pick Portland. That's the sort of yeah. I'd like to go to uh, Portland, Maine myself. Yeah, I was gonna say for me it would be either the Portlands or Austin. Which Mark, I know you've been to, right? Yeah, I mean you can get Chester King in there and Austin yeah. was in Live Oak and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Portland, Maine is insanely cool. Yeah. Yeah, not Great a good beer. <laughs> maybe some awesome seafood. Ooh, that's a trip. Seafood sounds good to me. I have a little. I mean, that we've I've done this at work before, but like you, we've done U.S. city draft. We've drafted everything. If you <laughs> colors, numbers, wow, letters, uh, letters. Famous American, famous Americans. We've drafted everything. Um, yeah, American American city beer draft is a good one. Mm. That's pretty good. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. Very interesting. I am gonna use the bathroom, and I'm still keep. I'm still drinking. I don't know if you guys are. So just in case you're. I got- What's up? Will has to work. No, I said I have nowhere to be. <laughs> I think we're about to let want, a bonfire in the backyard. I don't want cake beer with cream cheese powder to be that good, but my God. <laughs> that beer's dumb. It's so good. You you say cream cheese in a beer? Yeah, How does cream, that work? Cream cheese powder. Cheese powder. Yeah. powder. It was unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't know cream cheese powder was a thing for starters. No. That you could, no, it's, like, it's like taco dip beer. Yeah. Oh, maybe. How do you put that in beer? It just doesn't well, make. I don't like know. They they bought so for the, for that beer they they work with Cheesy Eddie's, which is a really famous Rochester bakery that's famous for both their carrot cake and their cheesecakes. Oh. So they instead of like dumping entire carrot cakes into the beer, they deconstructed it, and yeah. is famous for their cheesecake frosting. Yeah. Or sorry. Cream, sorry, cream cheese frosting. Yeah, okay. yeah, I knew what you meant. But so yeah. they, 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 they literally use the cream cheese powder that Cheesy Eddie's would use in their frosting, put it in the beer. Mm. It's crazy. I would have been And they're so, they're so like, like out there and talented and just so, yeah, they're, they're really doing some cool stuff. Like, I can't, I like, I don't want to drink a lot of their beers, but I want to drink like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, because I mean, like, a lot of them are just like. I want to try everyone they have. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, they're thick and sweet, but they're also done so well. Like, yeah. that's why I, like, I miss going there and just doing a fight. Like, so I can do, like, you know, four or five ounce pours of, of, of all their different beers. Like, yeah. that's per- the perfect amount of those beers. Yeah. I do like yeah, it. I feel like I feel like that's a good market for those kinds of beers. These really thick, these really heavy, these really sweet kind of experimental beers. Just make, like, an eight pack of, like, Six ounce cans. I mean, right. well, not wrong. I mean, but so I, the only beer I've been drinking the entire night is this Mortel Stout. Yeah, and I still have, I still have this much left. <laughs> that's coding. Yeah, that's. Uh... Oh, yeah, that too. But um, just because I just want to sip like every twenty minutes, like I don't want, like I can't chug that. Yeah. That's like a that's like a snowstorm middle of winter beer when you got nowhere to go and you're just like sitting around. But yeah, I just remember the first time we went to Mortalis, we walked up to the, but we didn't know you had to like wait in line to order beers. We just walked up to the bar and we're like, yeah, we'll do a flight. And the guy's like, no, you gotta go over there and wait in line. And we're like, what? Yeah. 
get I noticed a lot. That was a little different. Look at this bathroom. Be right back. Hey, Brian. Yo. Hey, brother. How you How you living? Living the dream. Oh, that's Karen. This is taking forever. Hey there. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm an asshole. I'm telling you the truth. It's taking for fucking ever, as every podcast does. Karen, Sarah tried to get tomorrow off. We were going to come over if she could, but she couldn't get tomorrow off. So. Calling sick. <sighs> she could be having this new fabulous drink that I've discovered that Brian makes, <laughs> and it's delightful. Talking. And it's made of things I don't typically enjoy, and it's delightful. Yes. Next weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, she's off next weekend, and she wants to do some drinking. So heavy right. drinking. That sounds good. Yeah, we whatever we need. Let's plan ahead. I'll make food. I will make drinks, or I'll buy alcohol. I mean, I won't make drinks. Brian will make the drinks. Yeah, I'll make them. Um, but I will bring alcohol. So party hard, man. Yeah, we uh, we had terrible. a pretty good last night in the tub. Oh, wow. no, we were in the tub, all right. I heard you lost your sunglasses. Yeah, are they over there? I lose no. my sunglasses. I haven't seen them yet. They're gone. They're somewhere. Yeah, I haven't seen them yet. Uh, we lose Will? He, he, yes. he went to take a leak. I scared him off. Where's the other Will? He hasn't popped in. He's, He's going to light a bonfire. making a fire. Is this time to go? Because we got a fire. Hey everyone, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for making it all the way to the end if you're hearing my voice right now. I had a fun time editing this one and listening to it uh, multiple times. And I hope you did too. On our next episode, we are talking to Josh DeZamba from West Shore. As always, you can go to buffalobeerleague.com for all of the episodes or all of your Buffalo beer news. Check out Will Cleveland uh, and his articles on the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle. And... We will go out like we always do with the Rearview Ramblers. You can't buy beer with condolences. Thank you. Thank you.